0: Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird, you made it weird, you made it weird, oh yeah. You made it weird, you made it weird, <laughs> yes you did. You made it, <laughs> weird. made it weird, oh yeah. You made it weird you with it weird. Pete Holmes. <laughs>
1: What's up, weirdos? Uh, another fantastic episode. Zach Kregger came by. So thrilled with this episode. And, uh, of course, you guys probably know this by now. I want to start by plugging the live talk show that I am doing Uh, being produced by Conan O'Brien. Couldn't be more excited. So, so thrilled. The Midnight Show with Pete Holmes. It's taping August 21st and 23rd in Burbank, California. If you want to come, the tickets are free. We want to get as many uh, weirdos in the crowd as we can. We've already had a great response from weirdos. Let's put it over the top and really pack that house with uh, friends of this show who will hopefully be friends of that show. Uh, To do that, it's teamcoco.com slash Pete Holmes. Free tickets, August 21st, august 23rd that's tuesday and thursday come check it out please come out that's that's that plug that is that plug uh also you made it weird.com for all the stuff related to the show our facebook page facebook.com slash you made it weird some tour dates i'm just going to do the cities uh we got uh september 6th through 8th scottsdale arizona um it looks like i have to reschedule my chicago dates and my st louis date stay tuned for that September 24th through 30th, I'll be in Toronto for Just for laps. October 11th through 13th, Appleton, Wisconsin. October 14th, Minneapolis. November 16th, Nashville. November 24th, Boston. December 5th through 8th. Portland and December 21st New York City. those are all stand updates and they're all on petehomes.com for more info. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Amazon which is super fun and easy go to amazon.com by way of nerdus.com. So what you do is go to this episode go to this description, click on the banner ad and then shop as you normally would and that will help support the show if you don't feel like going to you made it weird and buying a shirt or making a donation because Katie is scared of pirates. Enjoy, Zach Kreger, You weirdos. The mic oh, there. It That's what I sound like when I'm complaining. I don't hear myself in the mic. Do you hear yourself?
2: No, I don't hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is. So, oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. I'm complaining. How's that
1: level? So
2: I guess it's fine. I can't complain. I can too. I can do, it. I can do it a little more. A little more juice. I wouldn't mind. Are you
1: too? Is he too? you too, man. Sure. I'm three, though.
2: But this one's a lot, too. Well, that's that's for Elijah.
1: Okay, right. You get that reference? You're pretty goy. You ever been to a... I'm
2: assuming Elijah is God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There is a guy here named Elijah?
1: Mm Mm-mm. Oh. Mm. Well, clue me in. I love that we're this. This feels fun already. Mm-hmm. First of all, I just think you're great. Uh, I, 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 I really, Pete, lo- I love you. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat. there <laughs> we go. I always love seeing you, though. That's true. Yeah, it's never and, that, not fun. It's never not funny with Jimmy Pardo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, a, po- a podcast <laughs> I've not listened to.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what you were saying. What I was, what I was about to say was, we're sipping our Seven Eleven coffee. Yeah, brought to ma- you by 7-Eleven It's 7-11. pretty good too. It's not bad. I go yeah. with hundred percent Colombian. Okay, I, it's always. I think it's the funniest one. 100% like it's <laughs> insisting like I'm pure. Yeah. I'm pure Colombian. Yeah. French vanilla it's not 100% French. No. 100% Colombian. Not every bit goes somewhere. No. Who's That was me. Yours. It's my first rodeo.
2: Uh, turn it
1: off. there has to have been a moment where a cowboy at a rodeo <laughs> was like this is my first <laughs> yeah. ah, there it no. is stay on the road of yeah. bits and you'll find bits what do you you were wondering what you need to know about this show i'm wondering what i would have said off mic about that i don't know it's one of those soul bearing shows how is that you, right how do you feel about I'm, that? let's do it i'm ready to bear there's myself. been a couple people that didn't want to do it jack mcbrayer he didn't want to bear his soul. Not really. He, funny he was kind of a private person. I, I think. only
2: assume him to be very earnest
1: and well. I just wanna, because he plays, an I want to talk about everything. Yeah, I can't really do it. Yeah. I want to. I just want to share about the water and the <sighs> oh. hole. I can't do it. But I, I can can't see do it. Him. I'm not even going to try. I want you to kind of try.
2: No, you're on your own with that one. Mm.
1: You're out on a limb. Don't leave me on a limb. <laughs> no, nope. you're an ensemble player. <laughs> this true. is why Timmy Williams hates your balls. He hates a lot of things about me. Does he? Yeah, we butt T- Do you really? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Isn't that weird? Well,
2: here's the thing that know, I uh, guessed
1: him of all the people.
2: Oh, but you know what? Everyone butts heads with everybody. Okay. So, okay. Well, so we sure. should say
1: you're in. You're in the. I'm in the whitest kids you know. The wonderful, wonderful whitest mm-hmm. kids you know. You know what's funny about? Let's talk about this. It's, it's about the show's. So it's called. You made it weird. We're supposed to say things. You know, we don't have to do anything. But what I'm oh, about no, to I do to know is make it weird. The premise is I wouldn't normally say what I'm about to say. Oh, wow. Like in life. Because okay. it's supposed to, you're supposed to avoid it. Oh, it's this not, is good. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I uh, can do it back to you. Of course. Oh great. Okay. And, and the premise is, I guess, the premise of the show. It's like a safe treehouse. We can say whatever we want. Sure. But it's never, it's never supposed to be like uncomfortable. But people will listen to it in mass. People do listen to it <laughs> in Catholic mass. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Uh, this is what I would say. I watched the premiere of Whitest Kids. You know. All right. This is what I'm telling you. That's weird. And then I, I was like. It's hard for performers to take out their jealousy and stuff. Right. Because I remember you got that show, uh, and now it's sounding like Marin's podcast, but you got that show at a time when I was like, I want a show, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I was watching it, and I remember we got to the Sam Brown pooping in the, in the hot balloon. Sure. And I remember being like, that's dumb. Now- and you were right. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I agree that that was dumb. Part of the show is doing and yeah. celebrating dumb things, though. There's no doubt about that. It's like, what I, okay, here's the conclusion, because okay. I like there to be healing. All that's right. the wound. The wound was me going, that's dumb. And I was actually watching it in Sleepy Hollow, incredibly depressed. Uh, I was just about to get divorced. So I wasn't really in the mood to uh You weren't in a laughy place. I though. was <laughs> But
0: here's the thing.
2: I will say this. I will say that I mean Let's I talk about dumb. I cringe when I watch our show. Do you? Oh my god. Yeah. Um I, there are so many sketches that I I I regret putting I, on
1: television because here's the thing. But the, you have a lot of volume. You got you Well you've, that's ten, the problem. We didn't have any writers. We right? never had any writers. I know. Um Well that brings me to the second part, which was I I was thrilled later years yes, later season You
2: you wrote the one sketch that anyone besides us ever wrote right. that made it onto the air there was that same year that we asked you for submissions we asked this other girl for I don't even remember her name which is terrible oh boy and she submitted a sketch that we liked the premise and we rewrote that but those mm. were two sketches out of around 500 yes and, that was and we also honor. didn't want to ask anybody like yeah. the fr- they insisted we have writers in season 3 and we asked John Gimberling and Curtis Gwynn good calls we were like guys don't write anything just take the paycheck really yeah and they took Are the you pay kidding paycheck yeah, we were like, just take the paycheck we have to do this but we don't want anything. Oh. That's how like weird we were. Now looking back, I wish we'd gone the human giant route, and just gotten the best people around to just be right. submitting, submitting, submitting. We would have John been Geberling such a and better
1: show. Curtis Gwynn are like two. Amazing, they're great sketch they're writers. Amazing.
2: They're amazing writers. I, I don't know what we had this weird thing <laughs> where we were like,
1: we've always done it this way. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to delude. Well, our you're like flavor. Radiohead. You don't want to Radiohead don't want to like record their albums outside of wherever they live. It's not London. It's they live in like uh, Oxford or something. Yeah. I don't know where they live.
2: Although they have recorded albums in L. A. Is and, that
1: true? Big OK Computers and I knew Darian. Darian. Darian? Darien? Darren?
2: Darren, Darren, fuck Darian, fuck. Darren. I call him Daronius, but yeah, sure. Ah! it's just stupid. Okay, keep going. He,
1: oh my god, he's the one that I always uh, forget. Which is not—I'm not saying he's forgettable. He's actually super hilarious. But I always call him Darian or, or Darius It's mm-hmm. ruckus. <laughs> okay. I call him a Hootie. All right. No, none of that is real. I didn't but think I always so. get his name wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I about to tell you? I have no idea. Oh, you were saying that we were so I wrote sketches. This is what I had to do. So I had to watch your show. And I watched a bunch of it to get ready to, like, submit you guys' ideas. And I, I think I, I – it's one of those, like – it's not like I had a thing against you. It's just I watched one episode and Sam Brown is pooping out of a, out of a hot air and balloon. And you know what? This and is then I was my... like, fuck that. And, and this then... is my problem. This is why I still have an inferiority complex around all all comedians
2: that I respect. Because I – there's so much on our show that's so bad, like, like that case. In point. And I, that sketch, you know, whatever. There's worse than that, believe me. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm embarrassed because we've put out such – Poor material. I'm also very proud of certain moments of our show. Sure, of I think that's like, you know, one out of five, I think, is like, I I will put my stamp on that. Yeah. I think it's good. Kind of like a funeral yeah. deal. Two out of five, I'm like, eh, there's moments. And then, you know, two out of five, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, I hope no one ever
1: sees Well, that. I got to tell you, if you're watching Whitest Kids on YouTube, which is what I was doing, uh-huh. it's only the best ones. And I was like,
0: these guys are incredible. Well, hey, but that's changing
2: <laughs> because uh, our, we've never uploaded anything to YouTube ever. It's just, like, you can't. fans that right. have uploaded it. And, yeah, we're not allowed to. Right, obviously. Um, and they keep getting their channels shut down. So we've had we've had videos that have had like you know nearing twenty million hits, Right. and they're just gone because some somebody has a problem. With R- them, right, right, right. And it's really disheartening because that's the only like like scale of merit that I have. I'm Like it's right. like well that at least got that many YouTube hits. Somebody right. must like it. And then when that's gone, yeah. there's like this this like very empty
1: feeling I get Where I'm like oh they have it's to just start like over. Someone just stole your trophy. And they I was gonna say it's a trophy, it's
2: like, but but that video was you know people right. like it. It got more than twelve thousand hits. Did you have
1: uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have the uh, slap video, and then that was made into a Super Bowl commercial? There was a big controversy. Sure yeah, no, I haven't. Sure. Oh, that. really? Okay. I don't do podcasts. Oh God,
2: well, thanks. No, for doing I really mine. not. Like this well, is this is probably my first. Uh, we're yoga uh, like, buddies. Yeah, we're yoga bros. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, yoga Bros, this not, is your first kind of sit down. It's weird because you live in LA and there's so many of I'm us. I'm just not. It's just not. I don't. Do you know anything. Chelsea might start one. She said she might start one. I'm sure it'll be great. And then you're gonna you're gonna do that one. I doubt Chelsea would ask me. Why? I don't know. You and Chelsea are friends. We're che- very good friends. I know. And that was one of those weird things where Chelsea and I are very good friends. And then uh, we go on night walks. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we'd meet you for a night walk. And do you remember this moment at the end of the at the end of the walk? You just casually hugged her. And I went, you hug your oh, other friends. Man. Well, you know what? I feel like I'm so <laughs> awkward with hugs
2: and goodbyes. Anyways, that was probably all on me because sometimes if I'm like when in doubt, just go for the hug. <laughs> you know, just do it. You know, it's it's going in for a hug is not going to get you in nearly as much trouble
1: as like the awkward yeah,
2: bye. Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just Waving.
1: eat the hug. I also thought it was incredibly badass that you smoked on the walk. We're like walking oh, up hill. Jesus, I gotta, were, like, I gotta stop. I know. It's always I always feel like I feel like because it's uh, it's so faux pas in Los Angeles. That I, I know. Feel like that's like such a weird thing. I know. was like. Twenty years ago, it would be like we were on a walk with Chelsea. We were smoking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. We were outdoors. Oh. Why wouldn't we be smoking? It's such I, a drag. I, it didn't sl- a drag of a uh, cigarette. Yeah. Okay, Feet, right, oh, oh. oh, hit
0: the, <laughs> ee-haw, <laughs>
1: ee-haw, It just turned into morning radio. Yeah. Where were we going? We were talking about volume. We were talking about yeah. Oh, YouTube. YouTube views and the and the and the Super Bowl slap.
2: Oh, yeah. So that basically was, you know, right before our show came out, we'd, uh, you know, we'd had a demo that we were doing and, and uh, there's a video where we're all slapping each other. and Like
1: it's the new hello.
2: Uh-huh. And uh, then there was a Super Bowl commercial for Bud Light that had a very similar thing. I was never convinced that they ripped us off, but like other people too. were. Yeah, and I was always like on the fence. I was like, like I mean, Timmy it's a Williams. little similar. Yeah, some people. I'm like
0: that, <laughs> that <laughs> son of a bitch.
2: But but here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. Bud Light had approached us to uh, submit commercial ideas to them. Our agency had sent them a DVD with that sketch on it. No, and enough time for them to do that video. So I will also say that after we raised the stink, they pulled that commercial from the air Really? And I've heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, that certain people were, you know, in serious trouble. So Re- all of those things make me think, like, you know, there could definitely be something to it. I feel like uh, Timmy Williams might be right I in think that. Timmy might be right. Well, <laughs> um, you know, the, the jury's out. And as somebody brought up to me recently, Sam from the group was like, you know, when we made that big stink, there were actors that must have been so stoked to be
1: on a Super Bowl commercial.
2: Yeah. And then we threw up a fuss, maybe legitimately, maybe not. Well, the commercial got pulled, and that is serious bank that we caught. That somebody.
1: happened. Uh, you, you know, I do the, the E-Trade things and and, uh, sure. and uh, one of the spots, the Lindsay Lohan mm-hmm. uh, debacle. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I had uh, no involvement in that or anything, but I do know that this, they, we had to stop running the commercial. I think there was a cease and desist put on the spot. So the actress who played my girlfriend in the spot that says Lindsay... Like, lost a lot of money. A lot of money. Like, a shit ton. I I don't know if it's a shit ton of money, but.
2: Dude, those were huge national ads. I'm sure it was. And think about that with the Super Bowl going on. Right. I mean, those ads go for a long time. At least, uh,
1: I think ours aired at the Super Bowl and then stopped. I don't know. I know that she she lost money because who knows? Who knows why that all went down? But, I mean, it sounds to me like. You, you, know, got, we're you never gonna know,
2: we're never going to know. We're never going to know. Ultimately, it wasn't even a bad thing for us because, you right. know, a lot of local people were talking about it. You know, like yeah. the apiary. Who right. which at the time, I remember there was a time where I was like,
1: right. if the apiary mentions me, it's
2: a huge, incredible yeah, the thing. The
1: apiary was a comedy blog yeah, out know. of New York. Right. Very small. That, that was one of the biggest uh, things. I used to check the apiary Oh, I used every to check morning, it every day. Every day. Every day. Refresh some photo. I would
2: check the apiary and be like, how many people will I have met on this website? Uh, like, that was
0: a big deal.
1: <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, Can I tell you my uh, I can't I have never talked about this. This is my favorite prank. Remember the Apiary had I'm not a big prank person, Mm -hmm. but I I I, maybe I should reconsider that position because I was just walking around thinking about how happy this made me. So the Apiary, this blog that all the comedians in New York and a lot of like uh, show business people in New York would check, had a thing called the Honey Shot. Do you remember the Honey Shot? Yes, I do. Apiary is a B, so they have honey shot. So it would always be like, you know, you and Sam at a Whitest Kids show at Pianos uh-huh. or something. Some candid shot. And it would just say, you know, Sam Brown and, and Zach Greger mm-hmm. at, at Pianos. And it was a honey shot. That's it. That's the, that's the setup. So, But it would always say, like, photos submitted by Jackie Novak or something. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It was always Jackie Novak. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop yeah. with the photos, like, Jackie, Jackie. Give it up. I love Jackie. Do you you love Jackie?
2: I actually don't. I don't really oh, not really I mean, know I know. I, know, I th- We've met. A couple times, but I don't yeah, really she's
1: she's wonderful. I want to have her on the show. So um, I thought it would be really funny. Me and Joe Mandy both decided that it would be really funny. to. <laughs> now, Joe is very pranky. He's here, very man. pranky. Joe is well, very pranky guy. Every time I have an idea for a fake Twitter account or like a prank, he's I, already done it. I know. I give it to Joe. <laughs> I go, "How do I make a fake Twitter so it can't get mm-hmm. traced back to me?" He's like, "You know, Jason Bourne. Yeah. I need help." Yeah. So I was like, "I have this idea for a prank. I want to put a photo of John Mulaney." And, like, uh, something embarrassing and have it say photo submitted by John Mulaney. (laughs) Like, so it would look like he submitted his own photo. And Joe emailed me back this photo of John and Dimitri Martin, who at the time, you know, he's still big, but was, like, much bigger than Uh John, much Uh bigger than all of us. So it would look braggy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we we made it obviously cropped. (laughs) Like, he had cropped other people out of it. And it was up for weeks before I called him. And I was like, hey, you seen the apiary lately? and he's like why and then he went and he looked down he scrolled down and he's like oh no oh no and someone <laughs> hit him in the face with a pie and it was all black and white for some reason uh, it, it's, it's kind of the only prank uh, I've ever done and I'm very yeah, proud of it. yeah yeah you're not that kind of guy are you a prank person you I don't know, we're
2: a- the whitest kids are vicious with each other vicious with each Ooh. other in fact I'll tell one that please and and Sam, you're gonna get mad at me, but it's too good of a story, so we're just. I'm going to tell it. Yeah, please, um, <laughs> Sam. Is, Sam is. And he is gonna get so mad at me. I'm gonna eat shit for this, but I'm See? gonna tell. And and also <laughs> also, I will say this. Like he's, I think he's still bitter about this prank, but I think he has legitimate grief. <laughs> Chelsea tells me that we are assholes for doing this. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, and she boy. has, you know, so here's what happened. And, Sam, I'm going to try and tell this in as factual of a way as I can. <laughs> we were riding together in L.A. for, like, one of our seasons. I don't know which one. And I don't know which, We got so goddamn many, Pete. Yeah. Am I right? I mean,
0: come on.
1: Who <laughs> can keep track? Five. We got five of them. I, um, thought you had d- I thought you had more. Well, let's let them. Maybe we do. I don't even know. All
2: right. So, so... Um, Sam has a sweet tooth and that's not there's no shame in that but what Darren would do for entertainment uh, Darian Darian Darienius would buy a bag of candy open it just leave it on the table and just get a kick out of watching Sam without asking permission just eat the candy the whole bag over the course of of a writing meeting and like he would like kind of nudge me and be like like he's, he's eating it which is like okay that's not you know that's not bad it was just kind of like a dick thing to yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like you know Sam doesn't ask permission to eat the candy so it was like that was the joke. So so Trevor and Darren one day go to the store and they buy this giant bag of chocolates and they buy a giant bag of chocolate laxatives. And the laxatives, each one <laughs> breaks into three and each one is three separate doses. You're supposed to break the chocolate into thirds and eat a third. They unwrapped each laxative and each chocolate and swapped the individual wrappers of each individual candy Put it back in the bag and left it open on the table oh. and watched as Sam, throughout the course of one writing meeting, ate like it had to be like se- sixty doses of full grown up laxative. And I they and what's crazy about it is no one knew. Darren and Trevor were the only ones that knew and they kept it cool. I had I was I oblivious. could not. I was oblivious. He's 3 at me. you'll go boom. <laughs> yeah, I could he ate, not. He ate tons. Sixty, Yes. Yeah. and you know, obviously, it had repercussions with his his system. When, when he sp- the, immediately, I believe, I'm not really <laughs> sure the timeline, but the next the next evening, Can while I? we were all very, very drunk, <laughs> it came out like we dosed you with laxatives, and he was, you know, I guess now in retrospect, justifiably <laughs> outraged, but it was a huge
1: blow up fight. Wait, wait, did he tell you what happened? Well, he I did mean, the I, one
2: thing, and here's what he's going to get really mad at me. The one thing I remember laughing at was Sam, <laughs> in his, at the peak of his indignation, being like, I borrowed your car to go to Del Taco, and I had to fart in the car, but I didn't want to do that because I am a friend, and I wouldn't do that. It was like, first of all, you did fart in the car. Whenever you're alone in a car and you have to fart, you do. Secondly, if your body is going crazy, why are you in the drive-thru at Del Taco? <laughs> <first place? laughs>
1: he wants to see how far he could take <laughs> yeah, it. He's like, like,
2: I feel like I'm in trouble. Shoot the moon, buddy. Shoot the moon, Sam. I love you. You're right to be mad. It was an asshole move to do. Is- he wasn't out of line, and you know a lot of people have, having heard that story, like, well, fuck you guys. Sam right. was right. And- well,
1: it's not like vengeance. Like people like a good vi- like a good prank involves vengeance. Right. Like mine is pretty mild, but Mulaney didn't like have it coming and Sam didn't have it he coming. did not have it coming either it was um, a lo- nobody's like you got that guy that loves candy yeah. good <laughs> yeah. but he also he also didn't shit his pants may i no, tell he did not shit his pants can i tell or you if what? he did he total no one's ever going to know he's taking it to the grave i mean like that's pretty ball- brilliant 60 doses of adult there's no way he did shit In pants. the course of two hours. And he's on his way to Del Taco farting. He shit his <laughs> yeah. pants. He filled up his pants. There's no way. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so mad about that incident. Yeah, of course. Yeah, could be. That's a weird... That's this, this is your hypothesis. Yep. I am not yep. gonna... No, I'll go out on the line. Sam, right. I'm saying you definitely were taller <laughs> by the time you got to Del Taco. Oh, when am I gonna get the fucking rage phone
2: call from this? You know what's movie? funny is I was just thinking... I'm not painting him in a bad light. No, right? you're not. Really you're doing not, great. Right? You're okay. doing great. And right. you
1: know what? You can listen to the podcast before we release it but I think you did a great job okay. <laughs> I really do uh, a couple things it's funny I was just thinking about this today there was this kid I went to this weird repressed uh, college and there were these kids that, Gordon where my brother went that's right yes that was on my list of research which I never opened unless it, we hit a wall but your brother goes My to My brother, Gordon. he
2: just recently graduated. Yeah, oh shit. And Ring
1: by Spring is
2: uh, rearing its ugly head. Look, I'm not saying he's going to get engaged, but he is very hot and heavy with the woman that he was dating there. And they're oh living. They've moved to Charlottesville, Virginia together. They're not living in the same roof because Gordon
1: kids. Don't. Because I was just going to say, that's what I did, but, but I got married uh, because I was like, we're not going to get two places, so you get married. Yeah. That's insane. You know, I, look, I, I'm not going to – He's going to get married. I, I can't judge his relationship.
2: Maybe I will. It's, maybe it's perfect. She's a wonderful girl. I've met her plenty of times. I like her very much. But yeah, at 22, yeah, don't come do on. It. Don't do it, little, little Craig – Cra- I love calling you
1: Kriegs, even though I know, I know your name's not Krieger, but I love calling you Kriegs. Uh, th- well, let's get it. We'll get into it. I'm going to write down Gordon. I'm going to tell you two things. We've
2: got a lot of things to cover, Pete.
1: We're on pranks, and then we're going to get into your brother. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my, uh, the first thing is, at Gordon, there, were these, there was this – it wasn't really a prank. It's not a prank at all. It's a, it's illegal and against the law. But, uh, <laughs> it's it, a crime. It, 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 somebody pulled a, pulled a crime. <laughs> there was this kid... That, I crimed you! <laughs> That's what muggers say.
0: You just, <laughs> you just got crimed!
1: <laughs> That's why you stopped yeah. chasing him. You're yeah. like, it's kind of delightful. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed that mugging. Uh, so there was this guy, and, you know, homosexuality was very poo-pooed, frowned upon at uh, Gordon. So we had a lot of closeted gay people. And I thought about it, I was like... I forget what the statistic is, one out of seven or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Of what the Gordon st- students or of, people? Of just people. <laughs> so like uh, gay like gay people. So I was like, I bet there were a bunch of gay people. And I knew there were some gay people. And some of them are gay now, you know, out. They're out. I know them now and I see them now. And it actually does my heart really well to be like, oh, my God, we all knew you were like really yeah. in a bad place at Gordon and you couldn't come out. But unfortunately, there was this one kid who uh, set up a video camera to tape his roommate's Right? And I remember one of his roommates was kind of like, that's fucked up. And the other roommate, like, really lost his mind. You know what I mean? Like, really was, like, felt really bad about it. And I was like, D- what, what is, like, like videotaping what? them doing what? Oh, changing and stuff. Like, he, that's terrible. It, it, like, oh, shit on camera. What I'm telling you is a terrible thing.
2: Well, isn't that guy in jail for doing that to that kid?
1: Great you question. It's one of those things very famous. You know, like when you uh when something happens like in a high uh class family and a crime is committed? Like uh, cousin uh, sex or something, right. they'll just sweep it away. They won't press sure. charges. I feel like that's kind of what uh, my college did. Well, the, the victim obviously didn't commit suicide, so the, the, the victim didn't commit. Oh, that happened. Someone got videotaped and committed. This was suicide?
2: giant national news. I, this I'm was trying a to remember. Huge news story. It. Yeah, some, I think it was Rutgers or somewhere. Some some asshole filmed his gay roommate making having out with sex. Man. I remember. And then he killed himself. And then the guy, yeah. The,
1: okay, see, that's kind of where, what I'm talking about. So he had videotape of these guys changing. And then one of them was like – like, I remember he was like, that's kind of messed up. And the other one like, took it much harder. And I remember being like when people react to pranks, like you're saying uh, you were gauging um, someone's reaction to a prank, mm-hmm. kind of uh, – well, I'm losing my train of thought here – it implies something about them, like why are you why are you flipping out so much. Yeah. Clearly, you shit your pants. That's why you flip out uh-huh. so much. So one of these kids was flipping out, and I was like, "What did you do?" <laughs> you know what I mean? That that was like the I know this he is bad. Be mad if he came home and was like doing homework. That's and, exactly like, right. And tuck- being naked, yeah. drying off. I was like, "You're you're spread eagle, jerking <laughs> off onto your own face or something." You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's when you get really mad about that. The second thing I was, and that that is a sad topic, and I, I don't mean to make light of something so tragic. And you're right; they should have uh, there should have been police. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know. I think we're too
1: too quick in this culture. to you know, get police involved. You think that was a good? Maybe they decided because he was a friend not to not to press charges.
2: You know, obviously, I think they could. You know, you could also say he probably got his just desserts by losing those friends and his reputation. People and are still also, talking
1: about it. That's pretty. That's consequences. Yeah, and also being booted from the school. There you go. I'm pretty sure. All right, do we need to? Do we need to... I don't
2: know. Maybe... I don't, I don't know. I think maybe that's a, up to the victims.
1: I'm pretty okay. sure. And now that guy, I, from what I can tell, is now happily out and not videotaping people, but having, like, standard gay sex. Okay. Like, regular gay sex. Gotcha. <laughs> not hidden camera sex.
2: So oh, so the gay guy was the one doing the filming?
1: Yes. In the story. Uh, I
2: don't know if that really changed the story in any
1: way. Well, form, I, presumably but... he's gay. once he wants to see his roommate taken.
2: That... Oh, it wasn't like a shame joke
1: thing. It was a peeping tom. Oh topic. no, it was I, like a, we
2: transitioned from pranks. Yeah, into the I'm story. sorry. I thought I'm that's
1: sorry. where we going. No, no, no. Gotcha. It, it was like I'm going to watch this and and have a good time. Oh, watching you, my friend. Well, then we should. He should be in jail. The police should have been involved immediately. <laughs> and really, oh no, <laughs> throw away the key. Here's the other prank I was going to tell okay, you. Sure. More, I, I just depressed myself telling that story. Here's the other one. So I'm uh, I'm like 15 or so, and me and my best friend Ern did the same thing with laxative with, uh, lax chocolates. It's like X-Lax made laxative chocolates just to be It's like, not
2: the most clever of
1: pranks. It's, it's just not. for the sheer sure audacity of the m- amount
2: that these guys That's impressive. Him. 60 adult doses in two hours is... is that's... And this... Like, can borderline I Borderline psychedelic. This
1: is why... Yes. Yes. He was tripping. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you why I think Sam definitely should have done. <laughs> With my story. <laughs> with my story here. So... Uh, we bought some Exlax chocolate made probably exclusively for pranks. I feel like that's a product made for... They should sell it in, like, joke and magic shops. It shouldn't be in CVS. Like, why? who is like, I need to shit, but it better be delicious. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Take a pill. So we bought some, <laughs> and we scrub off the word Exlax on the chocolate. You know, like, we cut it mm. off or whatever, and we gave it to his sister, Kate, and she ate, like, two pieces of it. So that was uh, four doses. And then, like, the next day, us two giggling knuckleheads they're
0: like anything happened?
1: <laughs> She's like, no. Why? She just like had like a satisfying bowel movement. Yeah. She was like, no. I just had like a great morning. She's like eight. You know what I mean? Uh, and then. But we got in big trouble, and I remember our teacher was like, some people are allergic to laxatives, and you could have killed somebody. Oh, whatever, some bullshit. That's what Chelsea said.
2: Really? That's what Chelsea said. She said you could have done
1: serious injury to him. And I, I, well, I, first of all, I didn't do this prank.
2: Yep, that's I true. just laughed at it. Yep. Uh, but I don't think that you can with a laxative. It, I'm just guessing here, but I feel like a laxative has diminishing returns after you take five doses. Your body goes, we get what's happening. Yeah, we'll, I'm clearing it out. Yeah. You're still telling me to clear it out? I'm still clearing it out. Isn't
1: that what people do when they need to like get drugs out of their system? Which Sam probably did. <laughs> ah, that guy that guy is likes a joint drugs. he is a joint oh my goodness every time I've always picture him just with a hefty bag of weed on an oriental rug and just rolling it up and be like that's my morning joint he went crazy with weed he loves weed I know this isn't okay to talk about because he's not here to defend himself but I've gotten contact Sam would, eyes he would not deny that he no, loves no no he, he loves it, it. Yeah. he loves it big time so anyway uh uh, then okay, so to prove that it wasn't a big deal, my now my friend Ern. <laughs> see I, I like to do for you what my friend my friend Ern listens to the show and he will be upset that I told the story. So here okay, we go. Okay, here We're we go. All right. He, uh, we're holding hands and jumping holding... off the cliff together. That's right, Thelma. Okay. Here we go. So he eats. Uh, he eats a, a laxative lex- chocolate. Be like, what's the big deal? Who cares? <laughs> Immediately shat his pants before he finished the sentence. <laughs> it was coming anyway. It was. It was like Pavlovian. Uh, Pavlodian? Okay. So he, he eats the chocolate, and then. So we're in junior high, which is just an awkward time anyway. And later that day, <laughs> he was waiting for the pot. <laughs> was going to be able to tell the story? He was waiting for the bus. You have to picture my friend, earned thick glasses, red head like an afro, uh-huh. sort of thing, and just waiting for the buzz. And he he just fills his underwear. He makes a shit hammock, okay, because he's wearing tidy whites, because uh-huh. that's what you do. Yeah. So he just makes a shit hammock and walks back to school. You know, does the zombie trot yeah. like he's on an invisible horse oh. and gets back to school. And like all the girls we liked, we were in a very he small. Back to school. Back where the humiliation right. is. Well he had to get he couldn't get on the bus with extra... You walk home. And on the
2: way home you find a bush and you take your underwear off <laughs> and
1: you keep walking home. I feel like that's a different that's when you're doing it in like some bullies from a different school are all like, right. Hey, shit hammock and then they stab you. He goes back to where the and but he, the school should have been emptied, but there was like some quilt making class oh, or God. some shit. So all the girls are still there and he shuffled by all the oh. girls that we had crutches on and <laughs> uh, unpacked his,
2: his special <laughs> delivery. Of course, all the girls you have crushes on are there doing something oh as pure and innocent as
1: like knitting, and you have shit all over. Oh, them. we love the way they knit. Oh, wow. We well, I went to I went to a weird school where there were only like six girls in our class and like eight, seven, six boys.
2: That was about the same. Is that right? Yeah, my graduating class had like thirty six kids. And, really? Yeah. What
1: kind? Why? Mine was it was, like a, a,
2: it was a private school in uh, where? DC Dupont Circle. Did you like it? I did like it very much. It was like in two old buildings across mm. the street from each other and we would have class in the bedrooms. It was it was very
1: very interesting. Oh, like old not old school buildings, like old 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 residential buildings, creepy. That they turned into a school.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. love to
1: see that. I can tell I'm getting older because, like, I have an appreciation for, like, like old, that sounds that interesting. Sort of oh, I'm like I'd love to see the molding. Yeah. That's yeah. how I know. We have like older. bathtubs
2: in our bathrooms, freestanding. Yeah. yeah, with like claw foots and everything. Oh.
1: Very weird. I love a good freestanding tub. That's how I know I'm 33. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll think, "Am I still 16?" I'll go look at that mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah! what I mean? No. I really love it. When I was a kid, I was so bored. My parents took me to like the Rockefeller Mansion, like mansions that. Um, with, like the end of There Will Be Blood sure. and I was like fuck this I <laughs> yeah. hated it and now if you and I had a day off and I was like we should you want-? go to Hearst Castle and I would- just Fucking come all over! I would love it. We will go
2: crazy. I would. Sh- it's. I've been actually. It's pretty amazing. Really? You'd love it. That's it's-
1: where they did the. There will
2: be blood, right? No, actually, I don't think you're allowed to film there. Uh, oh. That's where the William Randolph Hearst. He's the character that they based Citizen Kane off of. Okay. He's a newspaper baron from way back in the day, and he basically had this incredible house built from things he'd shipped over from old Europe. He collected ceilings from like you know the 11th century. Really? Like, he was like that level of rich, and he built this just preposterous. Structure up on this cliff, looking oh, over the ocean, God. and it
1: is truly—I want to go spectacular. Have you ever been? You, I doubt it. It's called a uh, house on the rock. I've not. It's in. I believe it's in. Um, Katie, can you look it up? I don't want to. Have I'd you la- heard
2: of the widow of Winchester House? Do you know about this? No. What is this? <laughs>
1: this is a, what is the, right, this? This is two men in their thirties. No, listen to genuinely this. Listen to this. A suicide this suicide about is architecture.
2: crazy. This is a crazy story. So the woman, the widow of the guy who invented the Winchester rifle way back in the day, who became a billionaire, yes, or the equivalent at the time, he died. <laughs> he had a fifty. He died. She went to a psychic, and the psychic told her that the ghost of everyone who has died from a Winchester rifle was going to haunt her, and the only way she could thwart being haunted was to continue. Continually add construction to her home. I've seen this on the discovery channel. Her home, her whole life was constantly being added to. There's stairways that go to nowhere. There's closets inside of closets inside of closets. I've never been, but it's supposed to be labyrinthine and truly. I would
1: love to go there. I would too. I think it's in like uh, San Jose. Jose, So I don't know how far away it is. San Jose. It's in Wisconsin? House on the Rock, one of the best things I've ever done with my life. Oh. I went there – I went there. okay, can I please tell you this, yes, this stupid story? Then we'll go back to small schools and how that felt and everything. I, I was on the road, and again, I had just gotten divorced. And uh, I, I did like 50 colleges right after I got divorced. So I just went on the road and like just stayed out on the road, which was perfect. I was like – it cloaked my grief, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody really got to see me during that time. But I did get to like ride alone in cars and stuff. And I had a day off in uh, between uh, two schools, and I was just driving all over the Midwest. And uh, this girl that I was seeing at the time was like, you got to go to this thing called House on the Rock. And I was like, I'm not going to go to the House on the I feel so like I've stupid. heard of this. Okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I had a day off. This is something – can I tell you something weird about my personality? I'm just like – I'm like, sometimes I'm too simple. Like, I can't be bothered. I have a day off, and all I really want to do is get to the hotel and watch a movie and go to bed. You know I, what I mean? I totally identify do with that. Do you get that? Uh, yeah, dude. And that's not even an age thing. Like, I, I could have done that when I was 15. Me too. Yeah. Summer vacation, I was like, barbecue? More like Barba Snooze. And just stay home. And that's why I didn't... And video- you'd say that until someone either laughed or was like, Pete, we heard you. We heard you say that. Did it. anyone hear Barba Snooze? <laughs> more like Barba Snooze, right, everyone? i go to the bar. Barbecue. Just, you just say it again
2: and again until they're the like, joke. "Shut up, Pete. We heard the joke. It wasn't funny."
1: <laughs> but if I keep doing it, it will be. I insist, uh, little Letterman style. <clears throat> I um. So okay. So you relate to that? I don't know what it is with being comedians and like being g- okay with that sort of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There's something very cozy and like. If I have a day with nothing, I, that doesn't panic me. I don't have enough of that type A. Chelsea sometimes gets that type A where she's like, I have 500 things I have to do. You know what I mean? And she'll, she'll have a productive day. But I can't
2: do them because I'm tweeting so much. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Peretti! Yeah, see Chelsea.
1: <laughs> but uh, she, she can be productive in a day. I'll have a day with nothing and, I'll be, and I'll, she can also do nothing. I can feel her getting mad at me. Anyway, we can both do nothing. Let's just keep it on me. I love doing nothing, and I'm driving on the highway through Wisconsin, and I keep seeing signs for House on the Rock. And I was like, all right, all right. Universe. Uh-huh. I'll go to House on the Rock. And I pulled off, and I, I just thought it would be like an antique house. And I is that said, all it takes, just billboards? Yeah, basically. So you stopped at
2: like every McDonald's. Like, That's all I need. <laughs> you see,
1: 10 every billboards Panera. for the same
2: thing, and you're going in. Right, sorry. <laughs> it's
1: kind of true. I, so I go, and uh, it is the best place on earth. I, I'll say that. It's not j- – it's like, it's like this kind of like Asian style. It almost looks like a Japanese house. But it's just this eclectic guy who built this huge house on a rock, presumably, And he just kept extending it and extending it and extending it and just filling it with, like, the coolest stuff. Like, antiques you would like. You know what I mean? Like, creepy old toys. Like, these uh, machines that play violins behind glass. Like, robot violin players. And it's dark. And it's labyrinthian, to use your Mm -hmm. word. And I went in and was the only person there. Because it was, like, you know, a Tuesday. And I went in and just spent, like, four hours alone in this house. Never Alone? Had yeah, I was No lo- tour, just no hey tour, man, go nuts. Go in the woman who sold the tickets was asleep. I'm telling you a story of one of the best days of my life. I went in <laughs> and there was this old Midwestern woman that was not asleep when I came up to the ticket booth. It was like a movie. It's like a Tim Burton movie. Wow. The place should have become real and I should still be there. And I bought a ticket, and then I went in, and every like sixth room there would be a sleeping old woman in it. It just seemed like part of the attraction. No, really, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's their job to be there, and no one's there, so they're all. So just they're going right? to
2: stop you from stealing,
1: basically. That's the worst security. I
2: know, ever. A sleeping I know.
1: elderly woman, and they and they didn't even wake up. I all would be right. so. I was like a ninja. They'd have rooms that just like filled with five hundred airplanes, like different kinds of airplanes. There's a there's a carousel with like thousands of different horses and scary ones and you go through this ha- there's a room that just has a huge whale in it it's incredible okay th- that's me doing it that's alone. amazing okay so, oh, see now that's then awesome. i was like i can't tell if i'm right that that's amazing no that is cut to yeah. thank you for your yeah. faith I, I i'm with you cut to me amy schumer and kumail and uh, i think that's ever and marianne our friend uh the tour manager were are on the road and we were driving through wisconsin and i was like oh my
0: god <laughs> The house on the rock,
1: and we pulled We didn't have time. You Marianne was like, "We don't have time. We don't have time." I was like, "You don't understand. <laughs> like, as evangelical yeah. about it, I'm being to you. I'm being even more so in uh-huh. this tour bus. Well, because it's a possibility. I'm like, we have to go. Yeah. And we got out like children." And ran, because I had sold it so much, we ran like little babies. You know how kids dance and spin right. for no reason? That's what we did. And Marianne was like, we only have 15 minutes. And we were like, fuck you. <laughs> and we went in. And we just like lost her and had like the best time. And all they, three agree. Of us, they agree. All three of us agree that it's like the happiest place on earth. I think Amy's been back since. Flew to Wisconsin just to go. Is it near the Dells?
2: By I don't, any I'm
1: very bad at uh, spatial intelligence, so I'm not okay. sure. It right, doesn't matter. But I would love to go. Well, I would like I just to go. sold the house on the road. That was, that was impressive. There's a room that it's called the Infinity Room that just looks like it goes on forever, as the name would suggest. And it's you know, it's of course an optical illusion. At a certain point, it's just a model. Oh, tapers. It looks like Spike Jones's house. You wow. know what I mean? Like if you could just imagine yeah. what his house would look like in his dreams. It's so fun. And that, that and I think kids would like it, but adults especially. You get that sort of like oh, it's not every day that you see they had like this old antique toy called Death of a Drunkard, and you put a coin in it, and it's like a real antique toy, and it says Wino. I've seen this. You've seen Death of a Drunkard. I've seen Death
2: of a Drunkard because there's a thing in San Francisco on the on the wharf where they have this like old uh, kind of arcade where it's stuff from like the teens. You've seen and you put th- coins in and like grizzly little r- yeah. you know models come out on tracks and kill each yes. other and then yes. go back
1: behind a thing. That's oh I can't believe you've seen that. Yeah, It's incredible. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff up there. So yeah, you can imagine. I think the best way to go was in a deep depression and alone on the road and putting a coin in Death of a Drunkard and just watching a wino die in an (laughs) an antique toy. He, He literally like sits up in the bed drinks wine and then like a weird door opens and like Presumably, like a death demon sneaks out, and he sees it and dies. And you're like, "This is fucked," but also amazing. And what if that's what happens to people who die of alcoholism?
2: Like they're karmically sentenced to like be, you know, possessing oh in that man, and they have to die again and again
1: whenever some asshole that? puts a quarter in. <laughs> Please the machine. don't
2: put the coin in. I don't want to <laughs> see him. It
1: hurts. It really hurts. Oh Jesus, that's yeah. awesome. That's so. I'm so glad we. Well, you know what's funny about that haunted place, the Winchester. What's it called? The Winchester. The House?
2: Winchester Widow, I believe.
1: Oh, it's called the Mystery
0: House? Yeah,
1: they changed the name. Mystery yeah, House? That's not I as cool. Widow.
2: Yeah, I'm going to call go. it Winchester Widow. Let's go to Winchester I'll go. Widow. Dude, I that's go. not a bad idea at all. Where is it? I think it's a two hour drive. San-
0: no, it's near San Francisco.
2: In San Jose. Uh, San- no, oh. San- I'm going to San Francisco. I might Francisco go to San Francisco this this tomorrow. Weekend. Are you kidding? Shut up. I'm serious. Uh, dude, I do. I am. I wrap it. My flight uh, is at six. I get out of work at one thirty. Got a new show, by the way. We should talk about. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah we yeah. don't yeah. want to it's talk about your a, show. A, no, right. no, 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 no. Uh, well, then I'm not talking about money. No, I want. Uh, to talk I get about. at one thirty, and I'm thinking about driving up. Go. I'm there all weekend. How are you getting up there? I'm flying. I'm Dick. Because you're on. A how, show? how soon do you, yeah, right. <laughs> How soon do you? How soon do you have to buy your tickets? Because I always like make my mind up the. Day
1: before. I feel you can do a San Francisco flight day of. It's not like going to Europe where they're like $7 million. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, I love What's those. What's the damage usually? I don't know. 100 bucks? 150 bucks? That's totally doable.
2: Yeah. Especially because, I mean, that's how much it costs with gas anyway. Yeah. And also,
1: you can get a first... I love the Seattle flights. I love San Francisco because you can get a first-class ticket. It's like, do you want to upgrade to first-class for 10 cents? You're (laughs) like, yes, I do. I'd love to feel like a fancy fellow. Maybe I'll do that. Let's go while we're in San Francisco. Uh well,
2: here's the, the reason I would go to San Francisco because like an old roommate of mine is visiting another old best friend uh, of mine, so I'll go to hang out with them. So, so bring,
1: I would rather not see you there. While bring I'm them. At this at is like what I'm trying to get maybe, you to do yoga. Maybe and that's you're not idea. Like, I, I can't. I got better things to do. I'm
2: always legitimately
1: doing something. I know, that I can't get out. I know. I know. I we so, got to get back on that train, dude. I know. I was doing. So, I was doing really well. I was doing a lot of yoga. I just went and then I stopped. Uh, because I was on the road for like five days I didn't go and then I went back and I was like
0: fuck this like you get
1: bad at it immediately it is
0: brutal it's
1: like comedy you have to do it all the time Yeah, I I think that's one of my interests in it is that it's the sort of thing that you have to do all the time to remain good at it so stand up And things like yoga or presumably racquetball, I'm saying presumably a lot, or golf. These lifelong pursuits always interest me. Mm -hmm. Those unmasterable things add uh, longevity to your interest. Right? You know what I mean? It's like, I'll be doing that forever. Yeah. Comedy, of course. And then maybe things like yoga, puzzle making. (laughs) <laughs> puzzle making? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making my own puzzle. <laughs> right on. I just cut up pictures I drew. Yeah, yeah it's not, never as good as a, a store-bought puzzle. What were we? Okay, so... I, but you do,
2: you have honed, you have picked a trade and you have honed it, you know, with dedication for a long period of time. So don't, I mean, you 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 have no room to beat yourself up on this.
1: I feel like I have...
2: About jack what? Jack of all trades,
1: master of none sort of a thing. It's like... I don't we all feel that way? I Do we? I don't know. You I, don't feel like a master of sketch comedy? I mean, you guys... Not one bit that's, no, why that's why you're good that's why you're good we know. need to feel like we're not very good that's also like the one i have like the
2: least sort of interest in sketch
1: yeah honestly interesting. I mean I love doing it but it's
2: certainly not like my passion what's your passion I don't know lo- I have so many I have so many that's the problem You're like Jennifer and I, Aniston I tend to kind of just Wanderlust. like go with the easiest thing like I've been very fortunate with acting so I'm just like oh okay that, and then I feel validated so I don't feel like I need to like apply myself to right, other things I right. really enjoy doing like music or art or things Isn't like that funny?
1: and I, uh, I sell myself short it's a drag I think we all do and I think successful people and uh, interesting people so- sometimes part of it I think is that they luck out at being good at something interesting and also easy. You right. know what I mean? I don't know too many people of like uh, – when I did stand-up, I was garbage. Most of the successful stand-ups I know, they were like, yeah, I kind of – I wasn't terrible right away. Uh-huh. I was bad. And I got immediate uh, you know, self-esteem boost. Yep.
2: So why wouldn't, why and wouldn't I you? And I liked
1: it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Even though it was painful or difficult, mm-hmm. I, think, I think you're talking about something that's pretty real. So you, you feel scattered in your interest? Very much so. Very much so. Yes. Music is one of them? Huge. Really? Huge. Always been. What, and what and
2: lately I've been painting like crazy. Like I'm really? I'm crazy about it. Yeah,
1: totally. I, I went through um, a weird painting phase. What What kind? What kind of painting? Like are what? are we? In, are we landscaping? Are we? No, no. It would,
2: should we talk about this? I feel like no one's going to care nope. about this. Guess uh,
1: so many people just turn this up. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. What is he painting?
1: I, I got to know what he's. painting. No, no, no. I, I think it's interesting when artists are doing other types of art, and I'm wondering if it satiates you in the same way that comedy does. I'm wondering it we, satiates me in a more and more because more. first of all, see, That's no interesting. One,
2: No one uh, is there to tell me if it's good or bad. I do, like, my music and my painting, I don't show people. I don't play my music for people. Zach, you're talking to a brother right now. That's what I do. Right? And because I I don't, first I don't want anyone to tell me, like, it's good in a tone that I don't believe and I don't want anyone to tell me it's bad in my mind it's incredible and it's gonna stay incredible as long as no one shatters that illusion so I'm like very precious about it isn't that
1: the somebody I I think maybe I said this on the show before but when I was in college there was a musician that I really liked uh, another guitar player he got kicked out for filming his roommates I'm kidding Uh, not the same guy he loved playing (laughs) well that was zero I gave you nothing
2: on that one you gave (laughs) me zero
1: you took laughs out of the room no because I was thinking
2: about what I was gonna say and I was listening to my head and not listening to your
1: mouth we're brothers Right. Uh, but I, I told <laughs> him that I wrote songs, which I did, uh-huh. and I never played them for anybody, and I thought that was a failure, and he was like, No, I think that's the perfect place to get to where yeah. you don't need to show it to anybody yeah. that's
2: how i feel here's what i want about guitar i want to be found dead in my apartment like i want john kennedy tool one day i want people i want to be dead and have people comb through my things and be like he was a genius painter his music was amazing hey, are you hearing this like john kennedy tool the guy who won the pulitzer prize for writing confederacy of dunces because after he died his mother found his manuscript mailed it to a publisher and now it's like a huge
1: it's one of the funniest but, books but, ever written. Zach, you said yes you just said something that i've said on the show oh is that right yeah i mean verbatim. Really? When I paint, I'm like, I don't need to show this to anybody, but when I die... I hope somebody appreciates it and puts
2: it in the Louvre. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, Yeah, crazy, right? That's
1: crazy. I mean, that's exactly what I've said. (laughs) Really? Dude, we are brothers. I know, it's really bizarre. I'm really having a very... uh, I'm glad it's recorded. It's kind of giving me like a... Winchester Widow vibe, here. You know, I'm kind of freaked <laughs> out. No, I love it. So what, So you're looking for the thing that clicks into you perfectly, but and it's not sketch. Sketch is your and success. And you know what? It's always changing, too. Like, it, it, it'll but isn't that the but formula for... It always, it always for... changes
2: around the same, like, four things, but
1: yeah. Where are you now? Painting is my thing. See, right that's the thing. I was painting for a while, and I was painting all the time, and mm. I was like, this is my zen, and I'm really enjoying it, and I haven't touched a, a brush yeah. in, a, in months. And I've only been doing, you know, stand-up. And right. then it uh, stand-up will always be there. And then music, I won't play my guitar for a very long time until that I, comes
2: back. I went crazy last year and spent about like fifteen hundred bucks at a go and like which is not very much, but like for me I was like, well, here I go. You mean on, on like a little home recording studio and like a giant amazing keyboard. Maybe it's closer to like twenty five hundred, something like that. I don't know why I'm bragging I'm not bragging about how much money it's it's just, no, I spent. Th- just to show like my I'll go like through a phase where I'll be like all in. And I would like record like crazy are so for months. Similar. And now, I then I moved, and I don't feel like making music in my new apartment because the walls are too thin. And I'm yeah. self conscious. Yeah. I haven't touched that that, yeah. that
1: crazy keyboard. This is something else that comes up on the show, and I wonder what this says about uh, comedians. I'm trying to put us in the same group, creative people. I don't know, but like even with yoga, I've said when I'm into something, I'm incredibly yeah. into it. It's like falling in love sure there's something about do you fall in love quickly no interesting no. did you when you were not uh you know
2: i f- i fell in love over time with the girlfriend that i did for like six and a half years i bet you met her once caitlin i and
0: bet then i did
2: too i uh, when that ended i fell in love immediately with another girl who i'm sure you met i'm not gonna talk about but uh wait what is that that, that was Let's like because it's one. just sh- i'm just not going to um <laughs> But I felt Wait, like, you your, like you, overnight, and it was it was you know ended uh, badly. Soon, not badly. I still talked to. We're still friendly, but it just like it was. You know, I talk about this with Moshe Kasher all the time about like the value of the emotion of falling in love versus. You know, love can mean so many different things and it's a long, hard slog, really, if you want it to last for a long time and yeah. it's a decision. You yeah. know, and I don't think a lot of people acknowledge that love is a decision.
1: Yeah, it sounds and so shitty when you're you can put it that
2: follow way. that tingly feeling all you want, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing. Like when the girl that I was with forever, you know. That was work, and I never really had that, like, right. I'm walking on sunshine thing ever. Like, I never had it beginning. after years went by when we were, like, deeply in love and committed. It was incredible.
1: Yeah. But in the beginning, you know, not, not so much. Sex is better, too, right? As time goes by? No, I mean like when you're deeply in love and stuff. I bet it's really nice. That is such a multifaceted
2: question. Really? Answer
1: that I couldn't begin to. Really? No.
2: Oh oh my god! Because there's different there's different factors at work. You know, you've been with someone for a long time, so sex means more. Yeah. There's more trust, but then again, you've been having sex with the same person for you know so long that it's hard to find surprises. Yeah. So I mean, yes and no. Eating at the same Arby's. I would never refer to her
1: as I'm, an Arby's. I'm,
0: she's an Outback <laughs> Steakhouse if she's anything.
1: Bloom and Onion again. Oh. Oh, God. No, no, she's, she's a
2: wonderful woman. No,
1: I get that. I get that, absolutely. I'm, I'm just, so, are you saying, mm, I know what you're saying. I don't need you to clarify it. I think you said it well. And then the other girl you fell in love with more deeply and quickly?
2: Well, more quickly and more emotionally. More deeply, yeah. Um and do, there was nothing wrong with her either. It's just you know I thought we were gonna be like I thought this was it, like How this long? was the thing, and we lasted like a year. We broke up once or twice in the course of that year, and mm. it just clearly wasn't. Once the butterflies kind of you know
1: was it a uh, too intense to fail sort of thing? Was it like did you guys fight and break up because it was like we didn't fight? I'm not a fighter, really. I yeah, me, me neither. Did she yell at you? No, I, she, I she
2: wasn't a fighter either. Just we realized it just wasn't a, it just
1: wasn't right, and then got back though.
2: We tried it again, and then realized again it wasn't right. And then that.
1: Was, how many times? Was it once. It? Just well, once. I think we tried it twice. Twice. Yeah, that's interesting. But you, why? Why were you breaking up with the first one or the second the, one? Yeah. Which let's stay with the second one. I feel. Like say, we're why we it? It, For what I
2: said, I think there were just moments where we we're just like, we know how it's supposed to go. Like we've both been in healthy long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. We know how it's supposed to feel. Uh, it's not. It's okay. not doing that. Okay. So let's, let's, this
1: is the downside of getting older. We love architecture, but we also like know what the Dude, architecture of relationships oh, is supposed man. to look like like there shouldn't be a chimney in the bathroom i think we need <laughs> we need to break so, up yeah unless yeah. It, unless it's awesome there could be a this chimney
2: relationship is like the winchester house
1: <laughs> uh,
2: it's exciting there's always something new around every corner but it's also terrifying and uh, creepy
1: and some of these stairwells go nowhere yeah so let's just end yeah. it uh well that's interesting to me man the first one, why that? I like
2: ends. that this is okay on this podcast. I like that there's not a pressure to be, uh, you know, boom,
1: boom, boom. No, we kind of start off bitty. There's sure. no real format, but the but you don't care if away. we get into this. That's cool. Oh no, that's the whole show. Yeah, that's awesome. I, lo- I I I'm interested in the quality of your heart in that you fall in love quickly with your endeavors, music, mm-hmm. painting. Okay, do you see a similarity to? That one of those girls was like guitar, and then all of a sudden it's like fuck fish? I That's, have
2: never thought about it that, that way. Adaptation. I don't think so. I think they're very different.
1: Because, I, okay, are you sure? Because bl- no, okay. no, no, I'm not sure. Okay, because I'm not sure either. We're no. figuring this out together. I don't have an agenda here. But when I realize, like, I'm like yoga. here. Okay, let me, let me change it. Sure. Let me put this to you. When things are going well for me, like uh-huh. I, all my shit's taken care of, all my boxes are checked and life is good and I'm just feeling complete and powerful, that's when I tend to, like, get in relationships. I'm like, come on board. There's room for you on my, like, success I t- ship. That's
2: healthy. That's good. You think that's good? Yeah. Because it's better than being, like, down and out, broken and look, Come on. I need someone uh, to pull me out
1: of this ditch. Yeah. yeah. That's that's bad. I feel like it's dangerous, though, because I feel like I can get along with anybody sure. when I when all my needs are being met. I've said that before. I understand what you're where I'm saying. I'm like, I'm a pretty good person if all my needs are being met. And then if that if you, if you hang out with that guy, he's great. But then, like, who am I when the, when the chips are down? You know what I mean? Interesting. Shouldn't I get in a relationship when I – I don't know when to get in a relationship, Zach. I have no idea what to do. <laughs> when do you pull the trigger? And it fucks me up. I've only been in, like, four, five. That's- I don't know.
2: Very few. If you said more than that, I wouldn't trust you at all. That's not few. That means, like, I think you can have just as much insight if you've only been in one. Because yeah. Because it's all about the quality, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So.
1: I hate, though, let me put this to you. And I'm sorry, this is an uncomfortable question that I have to wrestle with. Is the idea that, like, once you date, like, a girl that is, like, really your sense of humor. Sure. You'll always kind of compare other people to that.
2: That is what I am dealing with. Yeah, right? Big time. The is bar is high. The high bar bars! High. And I you know, Hi bars! And you know, you can never go below the bar on two levels. You can never go physically below your oh, bar. And Zach. you can never go personality wise below. What are your we bar. doing? Well, How do we do this? <laughs> the good news is, and what I always say uh to myself when I'm <laughs> tossing and turning is you only need one. I only need one. You one know? what? One I just need one I need to find one person that's gonna fit this thing.
1: Yeah. There's gotta be one out
2: there. There has to be. I'm an
1: optimist. I'm an internal optimist yeah. too. And uh, I think that will happen as well. Right. But it's like flying first class to San Francisco. You can never go back. You can't go back. And I Those do people. all the time. I go back all. I, fly I go back and I'm all the time a Bitter too. son of a bitch. I hate it too. It yeah. kills me. I. It's because of that Virgin trick that I learned that you can upgrade six hours before. Have you ever done that?
2: I have not, but I don't fly Virgin. Oh, uh, gotta
1: fly Virgin. Oh, it's great. When I do, I love it. But it's I'm, the best. I've got the American thing. Also. Physically, you got... Oh yes, I hear they have a good. Uh, so they don't. But that's what everybody. <laughs> United, they say has a good one. But also United uh, cancels all. We, these let's flights. not talk about that. Uh, we could. <laughs> I we, know we, we could. Interact. We could talk about anything. It's all green light. We could yeah. talk about fucking ToeJam. ToeJam and Earl, one of my favorite games. The first. One, the second one, no good. Okay, take a Genesis. The physical one is tricky. I, worry... but that one you can get over because, like, everyone's going to look like shit in thirty years.
2: We're wow. all going to look like shit. So yeah. you know, I, I that I could I could get over that. But... Yeah, you got to get one of those because uh... you don't want to marry some smoking hot babe that annoys you. Yeah, and in thirty years you're have married you ever... to somebody dumpy looking that annoys
1: you. Have you ever done that? Have I... oh have you God, ever compromised sure. your values to be with somebody? That yeah, you and it really lasted
2: hot? very short. It lasted for you know weeks really yeah
1: I've done it a couple times since I moved to LA and it's lasted so what practically do you, no time what are you saying you're dealing with now are you, is it the humor one that you have a hard time with um it's hard if, if, know, if you man. have a girl that makes you laugh like really hard right that becomes then, you're, then you start thinking like in 30 years when our bodies look like shit we'll still be doing that Dude. bit that's a big deal. I'll tell you, some girl that can make you laugh really hard, that is a huge plus. Yeah. It's a huge plus. Effortlessly, too. I mean, like, oh, God, I, I just felt girls going like, oh, I should be funny. And then I'm like, effortlessly. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Not Not to get with me, just to get yeah. with guys in general. Right, like, right. that's a hard thing. Yeah. But I think... One thing that I'm learning about relationships is you just, like, just be yourself from the beginning. I hope I'm learning that. But it's so hard. I feel like I put on such a facade. I put my best foot forward. People say put your best foot forward, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I've been doing that almost professionally for, like, my entire life. So, like, people see the polish – and then eventually it starts to decay and I start looking less and less good. And then they learn like, oh, whatever bad thing it is about me. And then they don't like me anymore. And I hear about these people like Chelsea is one of those people who's like, this is me, like it or leave it sort of thing right from the beginning. Yeah. But like I feel like I'm selling myself sometimes at the beginning of relationships. And then I get tired of that and resent them for making me do that, even though they never, wow. a- they never asked me to do that. That's deep. It's a little deep. It's I
2: a, wonder if uh, there's also on top of that a layer of. No, I think you nailed it. Actually. Yeah. yeah. It's tricky. Yeah, that is tricky.
1: Uh, so you're not uh, in a relationship now?
2: No, not not one. You know, I've been on a couple dates lately, but, uh, you know, I have. Dude, I'm coming off of a crazy, crazy weird year of. Uh, which I don't really actually care to get into but I'm just like <laughs> every-
1: complicated let's just say it's been complicated in which way
2: uh, just the variety r-
1: romantically romantically I'm talking
2: strictly romantically but wait was know.
1: one of these the two that we're talking about recent
2: uh, no not one there's of those there's been another super- one there was a yeah there's another one there was like a I'll just say there's a girl that I'd kind of very casually dated in the past who got very ill and after we'd broken up uh, and through her illness, we've become way closer than ever before. But then it's like kind of – she was on the other side of the country and, uh, you know, being there, like actually developing like real love, not not necessarily like the love that, you know – would Not necessarily romantic. For the romantic thing, but like really – but, you know, it's been crazy and it's now, you know – I think it's kind of becoming more defined, which is nice for everybody. And I'm more defined it's, as a like, non-relationship. As a, like, okay, as you know, f- you're not com- you're not moving to LA anytime, right? Uh, I'm certainly not going to be back there. So, person- like, the, like we're going to keep this. We're chill. We're good.
1: Yeah. And uh, and it's been good. But
2: it's been it's been an, it's been it's been a challenge. You're a touching on something
1: uh, huge. I, I just to I, I'd like to share something, and then Go maybe ahead. maybe we'll share more about that. Is that like I one of my best friends in college who videotaped his roommate's snake? <laughs> one of my best friends in college, ha- a young man, and he wouldn't mind me uh, saying I mm. won't say his name or anything, but he had a stroke, and it was crazy. It was like exercise induced. At least that's my theory. I went down to be with him in the hospital, like Patch Adams style. I was mm-hmm. like doing bits and stuff. Uh-huh. Trying, trying I'm to, sure you were, Pete. <laughs> More like Barbara Snooze. <laughs> I'm killing in here. Don't say that in the hospital. So uh, I, I went down uh, and spent time with him. And during that time, so here's a man that I love. Like, mm-hmm. he was he was my roommate all four years of college. I still call him my roommate. You know what I mean? I haven't seen right. him or talked to him in like six years. But I still call him my roommate. And I'm like uh, – you know, we go down and then everybody came down because we almost lost this friend. He's completely fine now. He's 100% now. You know, it's crazy. He totally rebounded. But, like, we all go down and we're with him. And then this girl that he loved uh, dated pretty much all through college off and on. And then they, they broke up. And then they were apart. And she was like, I never want to see him again. He has a stroke. Then what? She comes and visits. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, she comes. And guess what? There's love in yeah. there probably what's happening in your situation first of all a stranger would love somebody that had a stroke you would be like oh my god you know what I mean you don't even have to know them but if you have intimacy and, and a, a past I imagine that would reinvigor and now they're married wow that's amazing and, he, and, and he, they weren't dating at the time they weren't even talking at the time Wow. and the stroke and
2: I'm, you know
1: you know perilous situations for people kind of are clarifying situations yes well Emily and Kumail whose picture are right behind you and we talked about this on both their uh, episodes so uh, this isn't a a betrayal Emily and Kumail when they were dating Mm -hmm. went into a coma for some time and it was very very scary both of them together they went into a love coma (laughs) <laughs> no no no. Emily went into a like, coma. Like if you
2: love me you'll take the pill. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it was very Romeo and Juliet. Emily went
2: into I did not know that.
1: Yeah, Emily went you you should listen to her episode. I'm not just saying that. It's one of the yeah. it's one of the best things that I've ever like been a part of. I don't even think it was like me. We just had like a great conversation and we talk about it a lot. So she went into this uh coma and I know First of all, here's two things I know. I know that they love each other completely and they're perfect and I think they're mm-hmm. one of the best couples I've ever known or ever will know. And two, I know, because I don't want to cheapen the relationship at all, I know that that trauma probably accelerated things. That's my, that's my idea, is the, the, the introduction of mortality, the introduction of our fragility, mm-hmm. that we all act like isn't a thing. right? When really, Zach, us talking right now, I could have a stroke right now. You know, I could have an aneurysm right now. I could have a hole in my heart. One in three people do, so statistically, one of us does. No,
2: don't say that. Is that true?
1: It's real. This is why my friend had a stroke. He has that hole in his heart.
2: Oh, God. But
1: everybody does, and it's okay. Most people don't have strokes. You could also get half a stroke doing yoga. I learned thanks to Katie. There's certain handstands and stuff, headstands that you do that some people have strokes. very, 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 very few. And of those, very, 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 very few of those are fatal. So it's just like kind of like my friend's stroke, like a minor stroke. But like these things could happen. It's like telling a ghost story. I just changed the tone of this whole conversation. But what I'm interested in is when someone we love or loved more interestingly something happens to them are you allowed to say what happened A uh, cancer oh cancer yeah is she well now she uh has finished her
2: chemo a couple about three weeks ago and she just had surgery on monday where she had some lymph nodes removed uh-huh. and i think she is she is it went great she's cancer free really? but you know you can be cancer free they say five years before you should really, you know, celebrate.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of like what they say about relationships. I've heard double the time and half the time. Like I've heard day. that too, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like with cancer, you kind of have to wait. Don't don't celebrate quite yet.
2: But it was amazing. I mean, the chemo really worked great. That's and great. she's doing good. She's
1: That's doing, great. Doing well. doing well. Superman does good. She's doing well. Jesus does really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he does well for Wait, himself. We're really good. <laughs> wait, <laughs> I don't know what she does. What was I just about to say? Oh, cancer. Yeah. That's crazy. So that 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 stirred up feelings as it would with anybody. I think you'd be a monster if that didn't. Well, you
2: just realize how much certain people mean to you right? and things like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then and then you visit and then there's I mean like I don't even know this person and just in the story I'm like and I'm like is she okay? You know what I mean yeah, like even right, yeah, sure. that quickly. That's lovely, man. And then and, and that's kind of and then well you decided that it was a romantic and now you're friends.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean I'm sure there's always gonna be, you know, something something Isn't that weird? Yeah,
1: dude, totally. Look at us, we're grown people. Totally. And we have these relationships that are complicated and not So comp.
2: dude, so complicated. Like my the girl I dated for like seven years. Yeah. Honestly, like if she were to call me today and be like, let's go, I would be like, okay. Fuck. God damn it. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Actually, I was just in Hawaii and she uh she wrote me uh that she's pregnant. That was like the
1: Are you sledgehammer? I was in Hawaii with... And you get a call that this girl that you... An
2: email from my ex who's, like, not married and, you know, it's... Dude, it's just... I'm always going to be, like... I'll always love her forever. Oh, It's, like, one of those things. Like, I'll always love her forever.
0: I die for you. Yeah,
2: it's terrible. And I wish I could gouge that part of my myself out cuz it's pain- very painful but uh, yeah. yeah 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 she was like we well, just want you to know I'm pregnant uh it wasn't planned
1: but I am Is she still with the fella? Yeah, yeah, sure. They're together. They're together. They're going to do that baby together.
2: They're doing that baby. <laughs> uh, such a such a
1: such a drag. That is a drag.
2: And that was the day of the wedding too. So I sat there at this wedding in Hawaii with and this weddings- just, just like Fuck me!
1: Oh, okay. So can fuck I? Fuck my life! Is it safe to say that the wedding alone would have made you think of this girl?
2: Uh, probably because yeah. every wedding does. But then, just weird? knowing Getting that news like hours ahead of time.
1: I'm going like to a wedding worse. soon, and there's such a thing like for people that are in happy relationships, weddings like affirm them. And the rest of us, you can either celebrate and be like, "Oh, it's a wedding! Let's get drunk and dance with strangers." Uh, and uh, like people fuck a lot at weddings. I, I think I've never had sex yeah, at a so wedding. I'm told. Uh, really? I thought maybe you'd clean up. I don't want to... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love this
2: show. I would listen to this It is show. called... I just made it weird because I don't know. Like I, I don't know what I can answer. I'm thinking like of all the people that could potentially listen no, to I the know. I've, I've I have been there. This me. is why I don't do podcasts, honestly, because yeah. I feel like I'm a very... I don't ever know when to shut up and yeah. I answer everything honestly yeah, 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 yeah. and I don't want to be a well, bad guest. Well,
1: you're going you're to you're listen to it uh, before we release okay. and, you, and you can take that or whatever. But I, I promise you, you won't. There's something... Because I'm the same way. I've been in the same situation with you. I remember... Uh, it was—I forget who, what episode it was—but we were talking about relationships, and at the time, I was dating a couple people, like very casually. It was mm. all very casual, and I started talking about it. And I was like. Okay, I haven't really had the talk with these girls, <laughs> yeah. and I started. It was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt. Yeah. I was like in a vice, and it just became terrible podcasting. So we're not going to do that. Okay,
2: that's because the, then I feel like I'm going to start clamming up, and then I'm going to no, it's, no, it's clam. be bad for you. No clam. All right, in we'll fact, climb.
1: every time we go to an area, I, as you've seen, uh-huh. my technique is I'll share something. I know you're very, very good. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> in hopes that you'll... But here's the thing. I find that opening all the windows, it can be liberating, but I want, it, I want them to be your windows, sure, not you and that. some other person yeah. that uh, you have to think about and fantasize what they would feel if you thought that. Right. So you find out about the pregnancy and it bums you out and you go to the wedding and, and you're thinking about this girl and you're wondering... That's, I, think that's, I think that's a brave thing to admit and a beautiful thing to admit, that there's this person in your life that for some reason you connected, but it wasn't right. And now we're just like two old salts that should go to like a fucking New England bar and drink Cape Codders and yeah. just talk about. It's not even the one that got away; it's the one we kicked out of the way. But like, still kind of—is that what happened? Did you break up with her? I or, broke up with her. Um, and did we already cover this one? No, is this one yeah, the this two? is the one that I. This the, is the first. The one. The pregnant one. The pregnant one it's is the seven-year one. Is the first one? Yeah, the first one, which we didn't cover.
2: We didn't get into her in depth, How old I, were you when you We 22 to 28, 29. Baby Creek style, your yeah. brother. Yeah, right.
1: So 22 to 29, that's roughly when I was married. Mm-hmm. God, we are brothers. We're fucking secret painters, architectural I know. architect lovers. <laughs> we should show each other one painting we've each done and then
2: yeah. but what if you don't like it? It uh, would ruin everything.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. We you're, shouldn't. You're, we shouldn't. Coo- you're cooler than me because I tweet my paintings. You and, then, and then Well, you
2: know, I've put one up on, inst- on Instagram. Okay, there you go. I have.
1: And then I, and I eagerly await.
2: And I did it like, because I thought it was cool i was totally bragging yeah i was yeah, totally yeah, yeah. like look at this it's a brag. badass thing i don't
1: even hide it uh did it get received yeah well? people
2: seem to like it it was it
1: made me feel very good it's um, a good thing to do i know it's a good thing to do to give yourself permission there's something beautiful in that act of going i can't paint quote-unquote, I have no training. Yeah, I have no training. I'm not supposed to paint. What, mm. what the fuck is that? We live in a world where you can go to a goddamn store and buy a canvas and buy paint and then paint. I know. You loved painting when you were a kid. It's and crazy. you banged away on a piano. And you know what else you used to do? If you saw a carpet, on the, you walked into a carpeted room, you'd do like a little barrel roll. You'd, you'd, <laughs> and I've tried to like do that more yeah. in my life. It's totally weird and off-putting to see like a six-foot-six man just barrel roll. It's fun fucking play more. Dude, you know what's crazy? Open your heart. I'm not saying this out of an
2: obnoxious way to segue into this thing, but like Please. I my my new show that I'm doing right now is called yeah. Guys with Kids. Yeah. This Fallon thing for NBC. And I am spending all day mobbed with like tons of children. Yeah. All day on set, and it's the best Isn't it thing the best? ever. Dude, it's like I forgot how effortless. And this is the most obvious thing, but like when I was when I was 17, you know, or 18, I left home and I haven't, you know, been back. I've been in like New York and all these places. I've never had interactions with children my entire yeah, adult yeah, yeah, life, yeah. Yeah. and I've forgotten the all the deal about kids. Yep, and it's like the first time, like growing out with kids for hours and hours on yeah. end, and it's like it is insane. It yeah. is so fun, it's, and everything is fun to them. Yeah, they have no like they're not jaded at nope. all. No, nope. it's crazy. We, I can't believe I used to be like that.
1: We I can't all were believe like that. I used to be like that, and it's weird. I, I just talked to Duncan Tressel about this on his podcast about <clears throat> kids have an open heart. I actually wrote on a, a post-it note, there's, there's this place that I always stand in my kitchen when I drink water in the morning and I see this post-it note. And it just says open H. And I actually forgot what I thought. I was like, do I have to go to an open house? Uh-huh. <laughs> it, means, right. it means open heart. Yeah. It was, and it means deliberately like try to open your heart. Mm-hmm. Because what happens, Zach, is we start dating people and we get hurt. And then we have these secret pregnant people that we want them to love us and we want to love them for the rest of our lives. So then we start to close our hearts a little bit. But then when you seek, because you've got to protect it. You have to protect it. You know, it's, when you're born, your heart's just like an open nerve and, you know, every, yeah. everything affects it. That's right. why they're always screaming and crying. But that's also why they're ecstatic and dancing. It's both. So to become socially acceptable, we start building up a little wall around yeah. our heart. And then when you hang out with kids, just that pure – I just did a, a, a segment for my show with children. Last mm-hmm. night. And we went to a gym and we worked out together. You had children's working out? Yeah, yeah. I, the joke was, like, I need to get in shape for uh-huh. my show, okay. so I'm going to work They made out you work kids. out. Okay. I, it, it was yeah. very silly. But it was incredibly fun. Everything was just like, we're going to have a pool party here at Balls. And, like, they... The, the way that they, like, accepted authority because they knew that led to more fun. Like, if we listen to this lady, we'll have more fun. Everybody drop to the ground. Everybody, we're going to do somersaults. They're down. If you just start clapping, they'll start clapping. It's crazy. You start dancing, they start dancing. They are so dumb that they think it's
2: fun and it's not. They, they think, think it's it is. fun.
1: And they, and they love you. They, like, will genuinely no, love you at the end of the day. Seriously. At the end of the day, they were like, can we go home with uh, Pete sort of thing? We want to be, like, yeah. Pete's our uncle sort of thing. I don't and know And it's what so funny
2: because like. I'm sitting here thinking thinking, like, I've got kids all over me,
1: yeah. all over me all day. Like, I, I'm the one that engages
2: with them, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I've yeah. got, like, four kids on me at all times yeah. just jumping. On. And I'm thinking, all these grown-ups are thinking, how does Zach do it? Yeah, He's got yeah, the yeah, kid yeah, magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realize they all know anyone can do what I'm doing. They just understand that, like, they don't. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's yeah because the yeah. kids will go forever. And they're right. like, look how dumb Zach is. Right, right, right. He's you not gotta shutting these kids down. Save your batteries. I'll learn it soon enough that I can't keep doing it. I kind of don't. Well, for, uh, two things. I don't, I don't know if you should Especially, stop it. Especially, well, at work when I've got stuff to do, right.
1: it's like. It's,
2: it's, it's I tough. did tire it's out. It's tough.
1: Yeah. I started, you know, pedal to the metal sort of thing. But also, I don't know if that's true. I think cats and kids and birds and all that sort of stuff, and I'm stealing this from uh, Ram Dass' book. Okay, also. sure. Moshe read?
2: told me to read it. Have you have read Be Here, here no? Now? It. It's interesting. Oh, I've re- I've re- I'm a uh, power of now I'm familiar with, not Be Here Now.
1: Oh, uh, I believe Be Here Now is, uh, is, I think is, is the one that the, Steve yeah. Jobs read and really loved. Steve Jobs, I, I recently... Okay, I'm going to try and... I'm going to write Steve Jobs. Uh, How um, many of the things you've written down
2: will you get to at
1: the end of the show I read all of them oh interesting <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of like this weird oh, bra- brain dump at the end uh, but the uh, uh, Steve Jobs Be Here Now he has this thing that I actually really agree with they talk about this like crying child right and uh, you know he's a hippie and he's out there whatever you want to say about Ram Dass uh, I don't really care but they talked about this uh, I have Be Here Now
2: I have that book in my yes, home the, and the, I look like at it because thing. it's beautiful to yeah, look at that's like right I'm such an idiot paper, yes bag, I'm paper. very familiar with it okay. why would
1: I not it's okay, okay. Never. I'm so st- <laughs> All right. It's very not be here now to get upset about owning it Nobody. and forgetting. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so it, maybe you remember this part. There's a there's a child having a tantrum, and instead of like yelling at the kid. They all just kind of like calm themselves down.
2: I read that part like three yeah, days yeah, ago.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I swear to God I did. It's so insane how it could be like, oh, no. Brothers! I read that part three days ago. We're the and same And they, they person. were going to a hospital or something. The kid was freaking out. And they yeah. all held hands. Held and hands quiet, around And the kid just like met yep. them on their frequency. Yep.
1: Yes. That's the other thing that I think kids are really good at. And this is why I think you shouldn't sell yourself short on the compliment, which is that I think they can, and this is what Ram Dass says, kids, birds, cats. Uh, can sense energy. Let's uh-huh. get weird and be okay All right, with let's it. Let's do it. I think there's something about that. Like, I love doing it with cats. I love trying to calm myself and center myself, especially if it's like a, this is Scratchy, she's a bitch. I love trying to right. be like really calm and I put my hand out and I go, hand of peace. You know what <laughs> I mean? And try and get some like fucking like, m- namaste. mountain cat. Exactly. Namaste Scratchy. Exactly. Uh-huh. But I mean like, I bet kids can sense. I bet you give off like some, if for lack of a better term, not a pheromone, but some sort of vibe. I just like them.
2: You know, I think that's and all. I, and is, I think they I, can like, tell. I genuinely like them. And I think
1: they can tell. But yeah. I think they're on the lookout for that. Sure. And then they're like, "This guy seems okay." Yeah. Babies can read facial expressions, for example, mm. and kids can read body language and all that stuff. Is like they don't even know they can do it, but they can tell you're mad. They can tell you're stressed. Imagine the stress of like. Your parents don't want to tell you things. Like they don't want to tell you that they're having a hard time with bills or whatever. So a kid just has a ride to school with this giant, this fucking giant that birthed them. And you can feel this heat of anxiety coming yeah. off of them. But you don't know why. So you're just kind of left to fantasize. Is it me? Is the sky falling? You know what I mean? It's like right. hard, hard to be a kid. So if you run into somebody that's like, it's Daddy Kriegs, they're going to they're gonna pile on to you and be happy about that. All right, Steve Jobs, Red, be here now. Here's what I was going to tell you about be here now. All right, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs had cancer, and I just learned that he, uh, you know, he was kind of hippy dippy himself. Sure, yeah. He,
2: didn't he say everyone needs to take acid? He did. Yeah. S- somebody gave me. A bunch of acid about two weeks ago. Really, I've never done acid. I've shroomed a ton, but I've never done. It, and I'm like,
1: I've never. It's well, in my
2: medicine cabinet. And I'm like, when will I take
1: this? Zach, we need to. Uh, I don't know if I ever will. I don't know if I'll ever do acid either. But uh, we gotta take mushrooms together. I mean, we're having that would be crazy. Way too much in common. I <laughs> know. We'll get it. We'll. We'll. Uh, Sam Brown can be there and smoke a, smoke <laughs> we, a rug. we
2: need a spirit guide. Yeah. a
1: Sober spirit guide. Yeah. I don't know if I
2: want Sam to do it. No, no. no. Especially Sam, after Sam I told his out. his story. Yeah. He might. He might in the use middle that, of your yeah. trip,
1: he'd be like, "You betrayed me, bro." <laughs> yeah. (laughs) Yeah, acid kind of scares me, uh, although all these guys did it and loved it, and Steve Jobs really seems to pin it to Apple's lapel and say... I'm here and I'm who I am because of acid. Wow. Big time. I didn't know he was so forthright about that. Really big. He used to give talks in colleges and he'd say, who here's done acid? Like he'd get like a head count. He didn't, he wasn't, you know, like saying you got to turn, turn turn on and drop out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he No, was, certainly not. No, but he was saying like, you need to expand, expand your, your mind. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But he, when he got cancer, because he was kind of like a fruitarian for most of his life and all that sort of stuff, went to the, um, I think it's called Gelson. No, that's a supermarket. Gerson, can you look up uh holistic cancer Oh, you know I don't think you're going to be able to find it. For lack of a better thing, it's Gerson. Steve Jobs,
2: Steve Jobs holistic cancer treatment.
1: Holistic cancer diet and then type in G E and see if it fills in the rest yeah. for you. But it, there what is it? Gerson. Gerson. Oh. The Gerson method is that uh Cancer, any disease can't exist in a healthy body. If your body is healthy, uh, then everything will be cured. Like, I don't it, it, believe that. Okay, well, these people do. Okay. And well, how do they explain genetic cancers that are unique to, to DNA strands? I think, I think what they would say, and I'm Cause not— Because family
2: lines that get the exact same specific type of cancer.
1: I agree. Yep. Good, great point. Very good critical thinking. Yeah. Nice job. I like your paintings.
2: All right. <laughs> then again, I, I mean, just to just to, to to go on the other side, I was watching some sixty minutes about this Greeks uh, and some temple. Yeah, I saw literally that Literally, they only Zach, eat the uh, same uh, plants, and they never there's get there's cancer. no cancer. Yeah, I yep. don't know. Well, but those guys are also Christians, and God protects Christians. That's so they don't true.
1: Those weird Christians that harbored Nazis did sin. That yes. harbored Nazis.
2: Did they all get cancer?
1: They didn't. These are the same monks. Zach, we're living. Oh, those monks did? We're living the same lives. (laughs) Whatever you've seen, I've seen. Just assume. Okay. And I don't watch 60 Minutes, but I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking weird. Incense and (laughs) peppermints. I don't know why. Uh, But those guys never get cancer. You know, the the correlation between like people that just, you know, I don't, I want to be sensitive here because actually, let me start with this. The punchline is, or not that it's a joke, Steve Jobs it's my understanding, went the holistic, I'm only going to eat organic fruits, like grown small Mm -hmm. garden sort of stuff. I'm just going to cleanse my body of any toxins and any acid and all that sort of stuff and just be pure and my body will heal itself. My body wants to heal itself. Let's enable my body to heal itself. And then when it was too late, he was like, okay, let's do chemo. And they're like, it's too late. And then then he died. So it's always difficult. Um, You can't, I, I would never want to recommend that. I sometimes wonder if I, you know, this is one of those superstitious moments where you're supposed to say, "God forbid, if I got cancer," as if I didn't say, "God forbid, I would get cancer." But anyway, if I did, I wonder if I would go the wheatgrass, only eat oranges, root for myself. I would
2: go the chemo route. No, it sounds doubt that way. About yeah, it. just because I mean, I've seen it work firsthand. It worked, it worked yeah. for your friend. Yeah, um, but you know, what? dude, that's that's a choice everyone's going to make in their own. I I, I've, I would be very interested to see the research on the success rate of diet. Yeah, you know. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know nearly enough about this to have an opinion. There's a
1: movie on Netflix called the Forks Ger- and the, knives? The, forks forks the, knives. Forks over knives. Forks over touches on it a little bit, but there's a movie. It's very bad. It's like from the eighties called the Gerson Principle or something. I don't know what it's called. Okay. I've been Gerson into Netflix, and you can watch it. But I mean, it works for some people and it doesn't work for some people. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you something that's definitely true. I want that to be true. Because I'd like to be given control. Totally. Wouldn't you like to know that if you ate well, you wouldn't get cancer?
2: Well, what's funny is that that's basically the mandate that we're all facing on a daily basis. Like, we are, you know, the odds of getting cancer is so dramatically linked directly to what you eat. Yeah. And uh, I ignore it all the time. I eat red meat. I eat fast food sometimes. Yeah. I smoke cigarettes, obviously. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. Like, I'm yeah. totally reckless, and I know this. I know this information. Right. And it's, I think uh, isn't
1: that in that book, uh, How to Quit Smoking the Easy Way? It, it's like which the,
2: actually helped me quit smoking for a long, long time. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. but oh, then, then you can tell me, doesn't it say like, "Hey, we know you it don't says care"? The, the,
2: I, yeah. The the negative effects of your health. is not going to affect you. Yeah. It's not going to
1: help you quit smoking because something. There's like some part of your brain that just goes, it, "Not it, me." Or yeah, because
2: that's why you know. And have you read The Denial of Death by Ernst Becker? No, okay, but well, uh, I
1: believe that's Marin's favorite book. I'm I believe it is
2: too. Yeah. Um, but that, has, that talks about the same thing where, like, we all think we're the one. That's, that's why there are soldiers, you know, that will run into, face first, yeah, you know, firing squads in the trenches. Yeah, because they think my buddy's going to get shot somewhere deep in their. But soul. that's I'm not going to. shot Every
1: movie we've ever seen, we think we're the hero, and he always sure. makes it exactly. That's and why that's we love how, those like War of the Worlds, where like a car flips over Tom Cruise and it doesn't hit him. Mm-hmm. That's if you're seeing the movie, that's how your life has been. And you know what's really <laughs> you know what interesting?
2: I mean? like, and I'm not sure if I read this in Denial of Death or this is my just own idea right now. I'm not going to take credit for it. But sure. the idea that's coming to me is like that. Whatever's in our blood and our genes that makes us behave that way almost so self-sacrificing because we're so sure we're going to be immortalized is maybe invaluable to the uh, preservation propagation of the species because you need those lemmings to take the bullet for people to keep going if everyone's a coward we'd probably die out a lot sooner because no one would take the fire to the next village you know what i mean
1: brilliant a lot of stories about reincarnation not just my man jc but other people you know uh transcending this life or like overcoming death defeating Mm -hmm. death and then teaching us to love and be gracious and forgive and help and all that sort of stuff it's basically really helpful to teach people uh that they're immortal yeah And that they'll that they'll be uh, rewarded. I remember being told in
2: youth group this youth minister getting up being like, "Everyone in this room is immortal," and then he takes this idiotic, didactic, dramatic pause and goes, "I'm going to say one more time: Everyone in this room is immortal. What do you think? It's all up to you. You're going to live the rest of eternity in heaven, or you're going to live in it's just the so you know." I don't know why I just launched in that story. No, I know why uh, you did Zach because that
1: was the best part of the podcast (laughs) so far. (laughs) That that really troubles me. I'm so troubled. I see the room. I see the guy. I see the oh, kids. Oh, that guy's such a dick. You know dick. what I mean? We all know that I guy. I hate that guy. Man. He's a super dick. It's so troubling. That, to me, when I hear that guy, it makes me and he's, sad. And he's... It's
2: fish in a barrel because 13 and 14-year-olds yeah. are
1: just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, we it's unfair. I just it's, saw my first oh, pomegranate and, yeah. and now you're telling me that yeah. there's hell. Oh, uh, I didn't know there were pomegranates. So yeah. There must be hell, too. And, like, he... You know, if there's almost like something like getting off about it. Like I'm going to tell these kids the way yeah. it is and their believing faces will affirm my belief because yeah. somewhere deep in the basement of that guy's subconscious, he's kind of like, this might be baloney. You know what I mean? That has to be true. I feel like when I believed, I would get really upset. when my. I remember a specific meal where my brother was like, doing the cliche argument. And it is a cliche argument. It doesn't mean it's a bad argument. But he's like, so you mean a, like a Tibetan monk uh, who's a monk his whole life and loves and serves Buddha, dies, goes to hell because he doesn't have Jesus? And I'm like, stop, shut up. You know what I mean? Like I got right. really like upset about that. Or like, you know, people also love the guy that lives a good life and does his best and loves people and helps people and is gracious and forgiving and good but doesn't have Christ. And I would be like, well, you know, your goodness doesn't mean anything. You need Jesus. And it's like, so yeah, he goes to hell. And, and that would trouble me so much because I think he was shining a light on something that was very hard for me to admit, which was, like, I didn't really believe that. Right. You know what I mean? So How could you? It's a,
2: it's, a, it's a horrific thing to believe. It's a, it's a— That the
1: God that you worship would would send
2: someone to eternal damnation because yeah. of something like that? Right. I would—I mean, that, that calls into question such—are uh, you just so blindly— ignorant yourself that you would go along like kind of I mean, in is a that is way who is it's this insane. guy who
1: is yeah. this guy
0: you
2: know I, I engaged recently with someone on Facebook Some someone in my feed had this Chick-fil-A thing up that said you know it was very pro Chick-fil-A and, and it was about you know how how can the mayor of Boston you know make this judgment and I wrote back I couldn't help it and I never should have done this but I wrote back I was like he's not upset about the money it's more about like about the guy not being able to open his shop it's about Chick-fil-A it's not just about his beliefs. It's that they're funding, you know, these right. organizations that are actively opposing gay marriage, and right. that's why we're upset. It's not right. about his opinion. It's about what he's doing with his money. Right. And she wrote back this thing about the Bible says this, and the Bible says that. And I went on. I just like did all this research, you know, because it's so easy to find this research. You know, take five minutes. It's <laughs> yeah. very lazy. But you know, the Old Testament says things like. The Word of God is unchanging for all time. Okay, that's one thing. Then it talks about how if you work on Sunday, you should be murdered. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you eat this, you should be murdered. If you wear this, you should be murdered. Yeah. And the Word of God is unchanging, right? So that's just still true today. So are we going to cherry pick, you know, the things that we're going to use the Bible to beat people over the head with? Or are we going to, like, hold it to its word and admit that the Bible, as a moral compass, is horrible? Right. Is absolutely wrong. Well, it's, you know it's actually interesting. And also, adver- it also advocates slavery and
1: rape. Yeah, yeah. Literally,
2: rape and slavery. Well, there's it's a insane. lot of rape. There's yeah. a lot of it. and and God is telling God you endorsed. go. God from His mouth is like go rape these people. There's God endorsed rape. It's insane. Yeah. Am I wrong about this? What am I
1: missing? No. I would
2: love someone who knows more about this to be on this podcast to like retort me because I uh, I'll do my
1: best. Give it go go. Uh, well, when Christ came, he was the fulfillment of the law. But uh, there, I'm going to
2: go back to the word of God is unchanging. But can't we change
1: that part? Here comes Jesus. Oh, you're going to
2: change the part that says it's unchangeable? Yeah,
1: we change the other parts. Why not change that
2: part? Well, that, that right there. Also, what
1: bullshit? Okay, right. Okay. What I would say as a former believer, what I would say about all of that, is that, well, you know, first of all, it's a it's a good point you're <laughs> making. Let me let me say that. Secondly, like, give me the Pete Holmes of 20 years. What would 20 year old Pete say to that about those laws? I, I would open with I, Christ being the fulfillment of the law. He changed
2: what said it would never be changed.
1: Yep. Well. Do you see the the, the crazy – how I could not accept sure. that? Also, uh, there's two creation stories. That's that's more fun. Genesis, In the Bible? Genesis 1 has two creation stories, one where the animals are created first and one where man is created first. Uh, I did
2: not know that.
1: Yeah. So if you want to get into the uh, literacy of the Bible, just start with Genesis 1. <laughs> All right. And that – okay, right there – we can't say God said it, I believe it, that does it. You can't say that anymore yeah. because we're dealing with the Hebrews and we're dealing with people that like don't engage with the Bible and didn't write it in the way that we look at, that we read the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Jesus was not being followed around by people holding iPhones with their voice recorders. Right. out. You know what I mean? Uh, there's, there's incredible discrepancies between the four gospels. And that's the point. These are myths. And, and myth is such an offensive word. I would have been so deeply offended if someone called the Bible a myth. I mean, a myth in like a good way. I mean, in in, in we're supposed to wrestle with the discrepancies and the differences and questions like you're asking. What you're asking right now, that's what that's rabbis jams right there. Okay. They love that. Right. They go. So does that change the word of God? Is unchanging? I don't want to do a stereotypical uh. rabbi voice. And they would get into it. Unfortunately, somewhere during the pasteurization and the homogenization of judaism and into mainstream christianity we lost all of that wrestle and we turned the bible into this book of answers and we were like it's in here it's in black and white that's the end of the discussion when really i think it's more like the bible's a jungle gym that you're supposed to get in there and get dirty much like jacob wrestling the angel
2: that's really interesting You know, this is another thing I talk about with Moshe at at length. Um, Hey, this is Moshe. I know (laughs) that's his voicemail. That's his voicemail. I know his voicemail is so unenthusiastic. It's It's so. Hey, it's Moshe. I'd really prefer you not leave me a message. I
1: always say it sounds like he just fucked a girl, and they're in the morning, and he's asking her if she wants breakfast. Hey, it's Moshe. You want eggs? (laughs) So I've never left him a message without fifteen impressions of his greeting. Yeah, and you're right to do that. Yeah. So I'm sorry.
0: Uh, you were just talking about Moshe. You no, know, I
2: think
1: for me, it's like I was so burned by Christianity
2: in my youth. I've, I really had so much bitterness coming out of it, and I think it had slingshot me, you know, the other way. Where I'm very, I don't respect any religion, and, okay. I, and I judge people that are religious, and I don't uh, think it's wrong. Good. For and you. Moshe was like, "Well, you're a bigot." And I'm like, no, I'm not a bigot. It's a decision that you've made. It's not. I'm not judging you by your race or your age or you your believe. gender or your sexuality. I'm judging by you, judging you by something that you have decided to believe. Okay. I'm gauging your your character. Now, Moshe put me in my place. We def- we Please googled the word bigot, and yeah. it says someone who judges someone based off of their religion, gender, blah blah blah. So I guess oh, you're technically, a bigot. I I I am a bigot. And Moshe was also <laughs> saying like, Moshe brought up a great point where he's like, you're a bigot. I am a bigot. I'm uh, in mean, the whitest kids you know. <laughs> the American, uh, the... <laughs> and he, he brought up a really great point. He was like, "Listen, there has never in recorded history ever been a culture that was absent some sort of spiritual dogma." Mm. Uh, it is as endemic to the human existence as breathing oxygen. And even the atheists and the communists, you know, that you, you can call whatever you want. You know, atheism. And a lot of people would would really argue with me, and I'd not. I am not equipped. To argue this point, but I will say that you know I have the same disdain for atheists that I do for for devout religious people because i just don 't trust certainty you know if yeah. you are certain how can you be we you share, we, we
1: share that in common we, I get in trouble every time atheists come up, and i 'm sorry atheists I, I really do love atheists i, 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 I 'd
2: rather hang out with them than anybody yeah. else, but I so mean, many of
1: my friends are, are lovely atheists and they 're mm-hmm. thoughtful atheists, but i I do get. And atheists would say, like, we're not saying we have it figured out. They would say, we're, we think the cards point to most likely no God. That's some of the atheists no. No. no shit.
2: Yeah, sure they do. But, like, <laughs> is there
1: something else about the interconnectedness of all that is Well, the thing I mean, it's weird. Valid, See, here's, here's the kind of believer I am. When I do my laundry and I dump it out on the bed, uh, I notice that my socks are often together. You know what I mean? The socks Please tell me that's not really what you— This is real. Okay. I'm telling you something very weird that I've never told anybody. So I do my laundry, and it gets tumbled in the wash. It gets tumbled in the dryer. Then I dump it out on my bed, and every time I notice that the socks are almost always together. What are are the chances? These are—you know, I have different kinds of socks. Static cling. The chances are high. Your
2: socks are static cling. They're the slightest things in there. It makes total sense that they would gravitate to each other No, no, no. I'm talking about varieties of
1: socks. They should be sticking to random socks. They're sticking to their pairs. You know what I mean? Not every time, Zach. But here's the thing: to look at your socks in the dryer and be like, "There's a God!" is come on. No, I, I'm not here to say that's not right. But I'm also here to say that I get my. I look at my socks and I go, you "Thanks, know, God." Thanks, God. Thanks, Jason. Be, why? Because I'm stupid. I'm not here to say I'm not stupid. I'm a happy. And I'm not saying that either. I'm a, uh, I'm saying I'm you're a happy. Yes. Yeah. I'm saying I mean incorrect too. You think I But then again don't, How, how can I be so arrogant to, to claim But Zach you know I don't believe in a God that's putting my socks together. Okay. You're now talking to my rational brain, okay? Do you sure. like him? He's pretty interesting. <laughs> now talk to my emotional brain. <laughs> socks together. <laughs> I'm never gonna die. <laughs> I have both of these things. I have two different and opposing running softwares all the time. And one of them is an idiot, happy pattern recognition guy that goes, You read the fucking page of Ram Dass three days ago that I talked to you about. About in a conversation right about children and i'm like oh okay fi-. also i just randomly went to that page yep. read that page sure. I, that's true that's forget, crazy that's crazy that's so crazy. For, forget god i love you god uh, you know whatever you are uh-huh. i'm looking for you please help me yeah <laughs> but let's just talk like i'm the kind of guy that would be like that's interesting to me uh chemistry of our brains i don't i don't know if it's uh, supernatural at all right uh where were we going i had an appointment. oh I let, know, but I like let me say are. let me say this to you You, like me, being raised Christian, I wonder if you would have the same delight and joy that I had in reconciling with my religious upbringing. Meaning, being completely okay saying the Bible is not uh, to be taken literally. You know what I mean? Meaning, uh, I hate that fucking youth pastor telling us that uh, that we're all going to live forever and it's up to us how we spend that time. I hate the, the pastor, Richard Brooks has this bit about a seagull picking up a grain of sand and flying to the moon, dropping it off and flying back. Getting another grain of sand and doing an entire beach—that's like one day of eternity. Oh. And that you know. And I'm like, "Fuck you!" And your fucking manipulative propaganda, yeah. God, fuck you. I got to interrupt. I remember a guy Please. being like,
2: "Imagine you're you're in a, a field of silver dollars the size of the state of Texas. Yeah. And these silver dollars are twenty feet deep, and there's only one that is heads on two sides, and you're blind." And you're randomly dropped in the state of Texas. And you bend down and you just so happen to pick up that one silver dollar that is two-sided. Yeah, Or t- yeah, yeah, two-headed. Two-headed, thank you. Those are the odds of the world being created with mankind as we are. So what do you, th- it's
1: like, really? Yeah. That's. That's it's,
2: it's, your model for why there's a god.
1: Yeah, and I, I have I have friends that are that were the stupidest people I knew growing up, who are now leading churches. It breaks my heart. It's it beyond heart. stupid. It's, Some... that,
2: that, that, it's also it's immediately like, uh, well, that's like great odds because yeah. in an infinite, you know, a combination universe, that would happen an infinite amount of times,
1: right? So of course it happened yeah, yeah, that yeah. way. You. Here's what you get mad at, and it's the same thing I get mad at. I don't, I don't, I resent
2: being manipulated.
1: Certainty yes. being fed to children look, and manipulating without them the, without
2: f- the facilities to make choices for themselves. Of
1: course, while well, before your brain's fully formed, here's some truths that you'll never be able to shake. Yeah, because I still, honestly, if I'm totally honest, I still have crazy conflict and guilt and weird shit. Of course, it lingers. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to okay. do. I wonder if I can, if if I can give you this gift that I kind of. Was given by other people and, and, and helped me. The term uh, culturally Christian comes up on the show tums, sometimes, and I consider myself culturally Christian, meaning uh, I'm no longer affiliated with that church per se, but I'm like an Easter uh, Christmas guy. You know what I mean? Like those things were in me. Guilt is in me. Do you believe Jesus died for your skin? For your skin.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: for your sin. Here's what I believe. Do you want to know? Uh, Joseph Campbell, man. Have you done any Joseph Campbell? No. You got it. Oh, my God. I will send it. Give me your address and I will send you. uh, I just sent these to Mulaney. I love these so much. He talks about he just said something so beautiful. And it's on Netflix. It's called uh, The Heroes." journey or something. I think it's called a a hero's journey. His thing is, is basically, you've heard it kind of probably been plagiarized before or or, you know, paraphrased before, is the idea that all these religions and all these things are kind of the same. Myths, religions are metaphors, right? And metaphor being like uh, they're not lies. They're just not meant to be taken as literal truths. So when they talk about Christ's virgin birth, for example his thing is, that doesn't mean that Jesus literally was born of a virgin. That's, he's like, that's retarded. <laughs> like, fucking shut up. And I'm sorry for saying retarded. But he's like, that's stupid. What he's saying is, we all need to have this sexless rebirth in our hearts. Meaning Also, when Jesus ascends to heaven, and Mary, shortly after Jesus, without dying, ascends to heaven. A great weird thing to point out when you're talking to people about the Bible. Jesus, without dying, goes to heaven, just l- leaves earth. That, that doesn't mean that that's what we're supposed to aspire to. It means that we're supposed to, like, spiritually, intellectually, inside of ourselves, die to ourselves, be reborn to ourselves, ascend to heaven, find nirvana. All these things are things that we're supposed to do in this life now. And it doesn't necessarily mean a literal death and resurrection of Christ. There's, there, that's a story to teach us about forgiveness. That's a story to teach us about God's love. That's a story about teaching us about brotherhood and how to learn. That's so beautiful. It's like, so yeah, It is beautiful. And yeah. I'm not saying it one hundredth way I don't say one that, don't say that with any sarcasm. I don't think – I didn't beautiful. feel any yeah. sarcasm. You will get your dick blown off by Joseph Campbell. I and don't want to read it then because I – oh, I, I use my dick all the uh, time? Yeah, get it wet. It's okay. <laughs> We're just supposed to – <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> so, thank you, Katie. So the idea being, for me... Did you just get the wrap-it-up sign? No, no, no. I just—I like knowing when we're at 90 minutes. Oh, gotcha. Uh, the, the thing for me was... I was so mad at my youth pastor. I was so mad at my pastor. I was so mad at the pastor of mission. So mad at these people at my church. Angry. Hate in my heart. Sure. I hardened my heart towards these fuckers. I fucking hated them. And I wanted to be an atheist. I hated all of it. I was like, fuck this bullshit. I wanted to, like, confront my mother. I wanted to tell... And I've
2: done that with my mom. Yeah, sure. And it doesn't ever go the way you think.
1: Yes. Never. Right. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that right now. But the, the point here was when I allowed myself to go, those are values that are important to me. For better or worse, grace turns me on. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness turns me on. Even a, to a certain degree, even though here I am saying it's going to blow your dick off and stuff, I like a certain degree of modesty. I like a certain degree of, of uh, politeness. Mm-hmm. I like a certain uh, degree of like churchy behavior or whatever somewhere in me. Just acknowledging that and allowing myself to be like, that's how I was raised. That shit's in my attic somewhere. I'm not going to fight against my nature. And allow my rational brain, who we met with the socks. Gotcha. uh, Allow him to know what we know about science and religion and myth and all that sort of stuff. But also allow stupid sock brain to go like, uh, I like me some Jesus. Just the name Jesus has a tie to me. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though I love to blaspheme, I love blaspheming. Goddamn is one of my favorite things to do so tell me about tell me where you're at well, you know what i on, your mother honestly your... like
2: i I love these conversations because I do feel like and it's so weird i I think it 's one of my best qualities one of my worst is that i like i ve- like i can very much i hear you what you 're saying, and it's like I can feel it shifting my right. my center of gravity already isn't in that interesting. Um, and I, lo- I love open people, I love trying to be yeah. o- it's
1: like what we're talking about with kids having yeah. an open heart yeah uh,
2: and I think and I think I need time to kind of digest what you're saying sure and I think it's there's definitely truth in that there's yeah. wisdom there that yeah. I had not uh, I have
1: not wrestled with seriously yet. give me your address I'll send sure, it to will, you sure i will i will I would love to yeah, to watch yeah. It. Um, well, we can leave it at that I, I don't need to uh, put you on the spot I well, just I don't yeah want to do I all mean, the I can
2: hammering. sum up where I'm at like in in five seconds Is you know i'm I'm uh, totally have bitterness in me. I, um, uh, you know, I'm repulsed by organized religion, but I'm with you. I I know I don't have the answers, and I know there's something bigger. And uh, we have- and I have not searched as ardently as I should, and right. I feel I feel guilt about that. Yeah, I have inertia for whatever reason, you know. And it's, I know why. It's too well, much.
1: Joseph I, Campbell yeah. is so interesting. I watch it ten minutes at a time, and I turn it off because it's just too much to talk yeah. about this stuff all the time, to think about this stuff all the time. It'll kill you. Yeah. I I think we can agree on this, that the the truth – whatever truth there might be encased in Christianity, the kind that we were given, some sort of pearl in the center of that nonsense, uh, was lost – To us, and we're both disgusted by that sort of like, this is the way it is. Right. You're going to hell. I know. And that is wrong. That is worthy of hate. It is wrong. It's worthy of hate. It's stupid and it's not very thoughtful. No. That I know. There was a guy at my church who I, I, it's come up on the show before, but it was this real moment where he like really was shaking me down, asking me how I could be a Christian and be a comedian. You know what I mean? He doesn't even know. How I've digressed in his opinion since then, gotten dirtier, talking more about sex, talking more about religion, whatever I want to talk about. He's just like, how can you do that? And, you know, I I got the feeling that he wanted to be a comedian and and was looking at me jealously. And then, like, I I just was fucking talking about this in therapy. I know that guy goes to bed and goes like, well, he's a comedian and I could never be a comedian, but he's going to hell. Right. And that helps him sleep. Sure. (laughs) Fuck you, (laughs) dickbag. I'm going to piss on your face from my better heaven. (laughs) Fuck you. And it's my heaven because I get to piss on his face. Fuck you, man. What a fucking monster to go around damning people and oh. finding pleasure in it. Dude, people, people are warped. People are warped.
2: People are warped. So your
1: brother goes to Gordon. He went to Gordon. He. Oh, that's right. And, and now he might get engaged. That's interesting to me because I wonder if your relationship with your brother, because you were like, my brother went to Gordon and I didn't even know he was so religious. And my brother also didn't really know I was that religious. Right. Because it's not really a passive choice to go to a religious school. I... I
2: I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know how much... First of all, he went to a, a religious elementary school.
1: Oh. Uh, went- how did you dodge this?
2: I, I did... I hit... 14 and I turned punk rock and I was so angry and so un- you, c- you couldn't draft I me I was punk rock I was- no you weren't I was I was real punk rock I had
1: a leather jacket with spikes on
2: I had patches all over my clothes I, had- I went to punk shows
1: every weekend in DC. I went to punk shows every weekend get out of yeah. here in uh, in Boston I wonder if we saw any of the same bands did the you end- go to the Showcase Showdown that's a Boston punk band I saw Showcase Showdown Fifteen. Bob Barker's innocent I was into the
2: Boyles the Goons the Suspects I'm wearing a Showcase Showdown Crusty
1: Casualties they were so scary I, I, I they were so scary,
2: band. dude. I have a skinhead punk band staying at my house tonight. They're gonna get in at midnight. No, yeah, Who? from San Francisco. They're called the Bad Coyotes. They're driving down. because all my all my punk friends. I'll move to San Francisco, a lot of them. We're and, the same person. And uh, they like, called me, and they're like, dude, we need to crash on your floor. And I was like, I'm working early the next day. And like, no worries. We'll be real quiet. And then they call me, like, do you like tequila? And I'm like, this is uh, going to go bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tequila, the least sleepy liquor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The stay-up
2: okay, liquor. Okay, my skinhead punk friends yeah. and tequila, and I have a network walkthrough at 8 a.m. <laughs> How is this going to go? Your show's multicam? Yeah. Let's talk about
1: your show. Uh, in we a- don't have to. Nope.
2: We, we really don't have to. I don't care. I know.
1: Did I can tell you want to talk about the show I just, I just was proud of myself for knowing what a network walkthrough is Anyway, uh, I'm wearing a Showcase Showdown uh, t-shirt in my senior picture That's great Or my junior picture
2: That's wonderful
1: Yeah. Yes. I, oh, It's so weird And the casualties uh, on their 7-inch said lots of beer too for the thanks uh-huh. And lots of puke too for the people that they hated <laughs> Those guys were serious. They looked terrifying.
2: I, I had some interactions with the casualties in, in my life that are really? all the same, and they're all terrible. I, you know, the DC scene was very— You hung out with the casualties? Uh, I hung out with one in New York, and he was a dick, but then there's this—, there's this How? Uh, we were at the same club, and he was trying to hit on a girl I was with, and he was like, tell her I'm in the casualties, and I'm cool. I was like, just because you're in that band doesn't mean I'm going to vouch for you. He's like, I'm in the casualties. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't, that's not enough, man. I'm, that must be so frustrating, because Punk Rock Famous. I was famous. like, I loved your band as a kid, but I can't, I Did can't he do that. Did he that." a huge
1: mohawk? Yeah, dude. He was the same. It Whoa. was crazy. Whoa. Um, punk Rock Famous is kind of like country famous, although country's sure. bigger now. It's kind yeah. of like wrestling famous. Yeah, they kind of they have to be a fan to give a shit about you. Yeah. What about um? You didn't know the unseen.
2: You know, I think I hung out with. I might have hung out with the unseen in Brooklyn one night when I was very young. Really, dude, I hung, it was crazy. First of all, we had like shows at my house when I was a kid. What? I would go to it was, my brothers and like four punk bands now. What? To this day, different night? different. Oh, okay. Brothers. Uh, I, I was very very active in the punk world. And you played in a punk band? No, which uh, to my deep regret, I was in a uh, ironic punk band for a little while. We did a few shows, but I, I was dude. It was I was like a peripheral member, and I was not. Uh, I, I would. I would be. I would be a liar if I said I was in a punk band. Okay. Okay. Well, I I we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I wish I was so bad, so badly. I wish I was. You but still I, could. I was. A, Blink yeah, I could. Right? But... There's nothing cooler than a 32 year old who
1: decides to start a punk. Isn't band. that what Blink 182 did? I feel like they started no, really they, late. No. Nowhere. No way. No. That was a rumor then. Well, I can't imagine. Do you like pop be. punk like that? Yeah, I
2: think you know Operation Ivy was kind of my gateway drug into punk, and Me I, don't too. Really, I don't really consider them a pop punk, but they're certainly popular. I ended up getting well, really into dark dark punk like you know grindcore uh, you know bands like Destroy and, and uh, Napalm Death obviously and things like that I Like don't just know the most that. brutal of the dark like dystopian His Hero's Gone and like, like that the
1: dark in the sound or the lyrics like, really?
0: Oh, really like
1: blast beats like the whole song, you know, that sort of See, yeah. what of was. See, what is that? Because here we are. It was are. called
2: Power Violence. Charles Bronson was a band that kind of oh, really? started this movement. I would say. I could be wrong.
1: Well, but. here we are. You're on a, a show. What's on that? Which network? Guys with Kids, where I am a dad of two lovable kids. Th- that's the multi cam <laughs> show? Yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I don't know where I got off track. So you're on this network show. It's on ABC, uh, NBC. NBC. And we are both, uh, I, don't, I never know how to put this, but we're both like, Kind of like uh, Norman rockwell American looking, just kind of like reg- yeah, I can, regular guys. Yeah, I can put
2: on clothes and look like a uh, right. Mormon.
1: Exactly that's sure. okay, both of us could pass for yeah. Mormons. With the right wardrobe. Both of us grew up religious. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And like both of us occasionally blast really hardcore punk music in our cars. Totally. Totally. <laughs> What's going on there? I don't
2: know. Like, I those- will I will rock Born Against on my way to work as a dad on a sitcom and I'll be listening yeah. to literally blasphemous, filthy punk rock music. Yeah. And I think I need it. Well I does think it I does I it that. does it
1: open the, the anger valve a little bit for no, you? No,
2: it's just blown off steam. It's not even about anger anymore. What it's like, this is awesome.
1: Which steam is it blowing up?
2: Maybe it's nostalgia steam. Maybe, oh, I love nostalgia maybe, steam. It's, uh, maybe it's just something about, like, the audacity of me to be, you know, on the NBC lot listening to some guy screaming about, uh, I, who knows. Yeah. Um, do you we, know Born Against? We ever No. That was my favorite band. No, no, and no. And there's this, <laughs> when I was, like, 16, I was playing video games in my basement listening to them, and my very Christian mom came in with a load of laundry. In the beginning of their album, before they start, they're tuning their guitars, and the singer goes, this is exactly what he goes. He goes... Hello, shit, we're born against, so suck my fucking lizard. And then they go, uh,
0: and my mom just stopped uh, dead uh, in her tracks uh, It's like,
2: no, uh, no, uh, no. And like, give, uh, give it to uh, me. It was the hello, sh- shit, suck <laughs> <laughs> so my lizard. Of all the things, we're born against, like directly to my mom. Uh, suck my fucking like lizard. instead of
1: born again. Born again. I just got
2: that. Yeah. Born against. So good. They were a great band. They sound great, and the singer Sam McFeeder, still does great music. I think he lives in San Diego. I want to.
1: I, I, again, I'm interested. I'm, I don't mean to force this issue, but I'm interested in the idea. I have. You said you don't fight with your girlfriends. Uh, or some of them, you know.
2: You know, once in a blue moon. But sure, I,
1: I'm not a combative dude. So neither am I. Right. I, in fact, I've I've been really struck with how much I'll endure before I'll be like, "Hey, yeah. you know what I mean?" Like it, it takes a lot to get me to that level. I'm getting better at that as an old, as an older person because I'm learning that people won't take their love away if you tell them what you really think. Right. Which is hard for me. Sure. But then, I, but then this punk rock stuff. Uh, what, what's that band where there's two singers, uh, two male singers? It's called um...
2: Capitalist Casualties. All else failed. I don't
1: know. No, no, no. They're like they're like, they're, shit. Kind of band? they're They're not like cool. Uh... Oh, uh, Taking Back Sunday. Another.
2: That is the kind of shit I did not get
1: into. No, no, no. I get that. Okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I got into that later because all of their songs are about uh, like there's so many songs where it's just like. They're just screaming, and there's something overwhelming about the sound. It's very produced and, and deep, and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. I'm not here to say it's cool,
0: right? right. But I
1: would listen. I went through the, this bad relationship, and I would blast any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Not a proud of this. Taking back Sunday. Taking back Sunday. <laughs> 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 I blast the, the speech from <laughs> any given Sunday, uh, and uh, no, I, and it, that's the only time that I could like cry. Interesting. That's, that, that was the only thing that would get me crying. Yeah. And there was another. There's this song uh, by Rancid that I still occasionally will listen to where the chorus is just like California fall into the fucking ocean. Uh, they just yeah, yell that California over.
2: California to fall into the sea. That's a, a different song. Who's that? That's I don't know who that is. the youth or somebody. I don't know who that well, is. Well, maybe
1: that's a, that's a right. punk rock Sorry. theme is the idea of getting rid of California. But I would listen to it because I just moved to California. I was with this girl and she was making me so angry that I would blast the song and just yell along with it. It's like... It's like the safe place to be angry. It's a safe place to play the emotion game. Mm-hmm. Whereas in in our lives, I'm wondering if you're the same way. We should just be accessing these emotions regularly instead of going, essentially going to the Middle East on a Saturday and, and slam dancing. Still, that's a,
2: where you went with going to the Middle East. I thought you were going to say going to the Middle East and just, oh, the Middle. I was going to go in a dark place with that. Okay, the sorry. Mid- the,
1: ah, the Middle East is a club in Canada. Oh, okay. Sorry. I Didn't know. I don't know. club. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so are you using
2: music maybe. to feel? <laughs> I,
0: you know, I'm not. And sometimes
2: I avoid music that makes me, makes me feel too much because I just can't go there. Yeah. You know, some of my favorite albums, I'm just like, I, I'm just not ready for this right now. Yeah. I, like I need something dumb.
1: What do you listen to the most regularly?
2: You know, I have so many different things. I'm really into world music these days. Really? Like, yeah, I'm obsessed with uh, a lot of, like, Brazilian music and a lot of African music and uh, wow, cool. and stuff. Uh, I listen to, you know... All sorts of things, dude. It's, I'm very eclectic. I'm obnoxious. I could start naming things, but I would. I would feel very pretentious. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'd rather not.
1: I've never. I'm not making fun. Sure. I've made fun of world music before. Okay. Just the idea of world music—that there's U.S. music. You know what?
2: There's is the music world. out there that is uh, just as good as the best we've got, and it just doesn't get heard because it's so obscure and they're not singing our language. Really? Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love a playlist. I really would. All right, I'll throw one album out there, and you listen to it. Please, and you let me know. it's on it's on Spotify, and iTunes. it's called uh, it's by this guy Jorge Ben, J-O-R-G-E B-E-N, and that album is called "Atabua de Esmeralda." And it's... Uh, I'm just gonna go with Jordan. Yeah, Becker. just, just
0: <laughs> But you
2: gotta get this the right. He's got a lot of albums. Okay, ah, uh, what is it? Just look for Ah Tabua, T A B U A. It's uh, it's pretty. And if you want to get to the meat of it, write down. Just write this down because you're gonna thank me. Yeah. Zumbi, the song Zumbi, Z U M B I. If uh, yeah, okay.
1: People at home, if is. you listen
2: to that song, and you don't like it, then you don't have to listen to anything else they yeah, say. because yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, will, I stand behind Can it. Can
1: I just tell you this? Sure. I, I've brought it up before. Soul music, love it. I don't know why I listen to anything else. Yeah, Sam Cooke, what else do you need?
0: Dude, get the fuck out of my house! Let's it's also Sam Cooke that this. I've been listening Let's to. Let's talk about this it's about Sam, Sam Cooke.
2: Cook. You know how Sam Cooke died? There's a God, Zach. Do you know how Sam Cooke died? Sam Cooke, there's a God. Uh, dude, he's the best. Okay, go on. Do you know how he died? Because we both. How? You don't know? No. Oh, baby, here we go. You ready to get your heart broken? Yeah. Sam Cooke, Los Angeles, the year he died, probably, I don't know, what, 70 something? I don't know. Uh, got a prostitute. No. Got a ton of crack. No. Went to a seedy hotel. No. uh, Smoked the crack. No. Got naked. No. uh, Had a butcher knife. No. Threatened the woman. No. Scared her. No. She took all his clothes and her clothes because they're all in the same pile. No. Ran into the night. No. He had a trench coat. No. Put that on with the knife. Chased her out into the night. Lost her. Went to the hotel office. Kicked the door in. Wielding a butcher knife naked in the trench coat. Saying, where's that bitch? Woman working behind the desk. Pulled out a shotgun and iced him. Merked him. What? He got murked by a scared woman running a motel at four in the morning. Holy with fuck. A sh- the guy with the most beautiful, sensitive, godly voice I've ever heard in my life, murked over high on crack, wielding a knife, naked in a trench coat in the lobby of a shitty motel in Los Angeles.
1: I am f- I'm feeling every emotion. Is that
2: insane? <laughs> yeah. When I heard that, I was like, is it, 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 it excitement? Because it's so perversely thrilling and crazy, but yeah. also, like, profound <laughs> depression. Yeah. Because it's like, if somebody who can move me like that can yeah. fall to that
1: level. But you know what? I mean, what what do we expect? I mean, I guess... So many that amazing that goes like this? I was born... That's called A Change mm-hmm. Is Gonna Come? A Change Is Gonna Come. was amazing. I put Sam Cooke into my Pandora and it played that song and then it played... Sometimes Pandora will do this and fuck up kind of... Played someone else doing it and I was listening to it this morning on the way to Warner uh-huh. Brothers blasting it, took the park, went through Griffith sure. Park, windows down, alone on the road, like tearing up and belting it. I was just like, this is music! I had rented a convertible at one point for like a weekend. I don't know why. And I'm so scared in convertibles
2: to play any music because yeah. I feel like everyone's judging me. But Sam Cooke was one thing where I was like, I can go to 11. I don't give a fuck. If yep. anyone
1: judges yep. this, they're wrong. Buddy, Fuck it. When I park, I have to get out and move a cone. Uh-huh. And in that moment, whatever I'm listening to Everyone is going to... And it's often like Jack Johnson or some weak shit. Uh-huh. And when it's Sam Cooke, I don't even turn yeah. it down. I go, you're welcome. Well, yeah. You're welcome, Burbank. Yeah. Oh, fucking great. Yeah, dude. I don't you know. should also get into... Uh, uh, uh,
2: Brenton Wood is pretty great, and uh, Percy Sledge are two great ones. Two good soul dudes. Also. Wait, say it again? Brenton Wood, he sings like... buga, buga. He's really great I like that And uh, Percy boy. Sledge He's famous for singing When a man loves a woman But he has some other Like dark end of the street Which are just total gems
1: oh, That's great Can we uh, Oh my god We gotta wrap up Alright
2: dude This has been so fun
1: Oh yeah Let me. Can I ask you one more thing Yeah Cause you made a movie And we didn't even talk about I, it I, I, oh, You don't like be, talking about dark it Dark times Dark times because I saw that movie. You didn't. In the theaters. Um, do you want money? <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know, Zach, and not in a shock jock way. You know, way, and
2: I'm very, I, I'm overly down on that movie. I think Trevor wouldn't, Trevor aren't, wouldn't is have that, The suggestion. reason I
1: thought of it, is that a shirt from this, it? Uh, the grips from that movie gave me the shirt. So this is like the grip shirt. That's why I thought of it. I wasn't, sometimes I right. like doing the show and not asking the obvious thing. Right. But I remember I told, I, we talked about it when it came out. Did we? Was I very down on it then? A little bit. Yeah, probably. I laughed really hard when you shit yourself in that movie. Oh. I I laughed really hard. At least I didn't
2: have to stoop too low to get that. (laughs) We CGI'd that shit. You did? Well, half CGI and half practical. Yeah. That's
1: hilarious. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. I remember I said to you, I was like, uh, so you made that movie and you were like, that's funny. That's what everybody says because they don't want to offer an opinion like uh-huh. you're painting this is why you're hiding your paintings, right because of miss march sure that's why be. people are missing your paintings. could be could be. yeah but you said people would come up and be like well you made a movie i remember getting really kind that's of,
2: what everyone said too yeah. yeah hey at least you made the movie i got it. it's t- like if somebody else says that to me i'm gonna fucking
1: crack yeah, the job. yeah 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 well
2: hey at least you got a movie made that's a tough thing to do ugh, in this industry ugh. i appreciate that i'm aware of that
1: i remember the scene where your names you and trevor's names fade up written and directed mm. directed yeah written and directed by and it comes up it's there it's like a school or something i
2: don't
1: know yeah yeah i i remember it's like a, it's like a tree in a school yeah. it's an outdoor shot and i was like holy fuck so it didn't do well
2: no no not creatively commercially or artistically oh the, creatively i meant uh, critically
1: did it? It doesn't have like some weird college following. You
2: know, it does actually. It has a it has a big cult following, and it's actually been getting a lot of play in places like HBO
1: and uh, yeah, I see it on HBO and a lot. like
2: Showtime, like. It's getting more play now than ever before. It's weird, dude. It was trending recently. It was trending on Twitter. Really? I don't know. Isn't don't that know.
1: kind of some sort of beautiful justice there? Yeah,
2: I don't know if it's justice. I don't know justice. if it's justice, dude, but you know what I mean? I, I haven't th- seen that movie since the day it came out
1: of the theater. I, really? I, no,
2: I, I, it's too painful for me to watch.
1: Was, it, was this a dark, sad t- like It was sad a very dark depression? time. I was very wounded. Really? Yeah, yeah, really, really. Well, sens- you seem sensitive. I mean, paintings. Sure, sure, no, We're all sensitive. Right,
2: who's not? You're um, me,
1: so I'll just assume you're as sensitive as I am.
2: You know, but it was, a, it was ru- wounded in a couple different ways. First of all, I felt like... Uh, oh, is there a comedy show happening downstairs? Yeah, I'm uh, on it, is that too. that dude? Okay, I know that guy. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: it, uh, to, be in, to have such an opportunity and to, and to blow it hurts real bad, but to do it in such a public... Hmm. That movie got 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, that's brutal oh wow and to be, have it be so public and so, there was a lot of vitriol I didn't read any of the any of the critics but uh, you know I, I was told it was yikes it was, it was ugly yeah uh, and I was dude I didn't want to do that movie in the first place I was 26 years old it yeah was just, it, it just not, I wasn't ready yeah I just wasn't ready to do what it. did you learn and you're
1: doing another movie
2: uh i'm not der- oh well we'll see if it gets made we're writing a movie right now so um, what did you learn
1: between that one and this one
2: In uh, integrity matters uh, uh, uh don't just take it because it's available if you know it's the wrong thing you know? yeah
1: um it's, it, a, it's like extras did you watch extras the idea of like kind it of did making when it, it came out years ago yeah you know in the yeah. second season they cover that sort of like just because oh right because he gets can. the show
2: and he's like hey, oh you're yeah, a laugh yeah, and yeah that's
1: like what he's known for and you you were having a huge coma shit <laughs> right um, Are you having a huge... But also, oh, my also, God, I wanted you to laugh when I felt like I caused you pain. No, no,
2: say. no. But also, you know, I, I have no one to blame but myself. You know, we did... We did, uh, we put it all up there, you know? Yeah. There was, there was no one putting a gun to my head, being like, make it not funny. I made it not funny. And also, I, it's, did I feel, it feel bad for me saying this because I think Trevor would disagree with me on a lot of this. I think Trevor yeah. has a different opinion of it. But for me, it was... Uh, you know, who, did it feel not funny when we were when making you were making it? making it? Were you like? You got to understand when you're doing something on that scale for a studio like that. You have 30 people every day telling you how great it is. Yeah, um, yeah. and they, I'm not saying they were wrong; they were encouraging me. You know, they weren't saying like you're a genius, but like I was being encouraged. It was a very nurturing environment. Yeah, and uh, no, I think I realized we were in trouble when I saw the first editors assembly. That I was late? like well that's pretty I mean after pre- that was the first thing you see when you sit down after you come out of production yeah. they, they've been cutting it together while you're shooting on set every day and then you sit down like two days later and look at it and they've cut the whole movie together wow. and you're, I was like oh yeah at that point were
1: you and Trevor disagreeing or did he see, feel the he same felt
2: way? the same way but then you know you work on it forever and then you can't see the forest from the trees and people yeah. are again telling you like oh this is gonna be great and then yeah. when it comes out you're thinking is it gonna be great yeah. I don't think so maybe yeah. I don't know Right, and then it's and you know it's crazy when you have a movie come out, you know, like a wide release. You know, Friday night at midnight, how well your movie's going to do? Wow! Because they can judge by those very few East Coast screenings, they can project pretty accurately
1: the, f- the country
2: what you're what you're looking at. And you knew it was going to. And be. I remember I was in Austin, Texas. We were on tour. And I got wasted the night before, and I woke up really hungover. And the email was waiting for me, and I was so excited. And I opened that email, and I saw the numbers, and it was just like the world just came crashing down in that moment. Yeah, it was really intense.
1: It's like uh, Nick Swartzen put out that movie Bucky. Uh huh.
2: I'm sure he had a similar experience. And he, I
1: think he went on. I don't want to speak for Nick. I heard he went on a bender. Sure, like, dude. For a very long. I time I get
2: it because you th- you you can't help but project what it's going to do if it works. Yeah. You can't help but think you know positively of like you know if this movie goes and. It's it's like it's it's a success, you know. What is it? it's going to change right, my life? Right, right, You're living in this fantasy, right? You know, um, unless you're like a good Zen dude and you're grounded. You know, I had no idea. You know, I think now I'd, I'd handle it a lot better. Mm.
1: Like, but uh, it was devastating. Yeah, for sure. But you're still at it. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to give this some trite button at the end. No, but I'm it's totally great at it. that you're still at it. I have no backup plan yeah man you know I don't respect people that do
0: <laughs> I
2: don't, I, I, that's not true I, I, whatever No, it's I think
1: that was true let's go with a different part of the brain theory there's part of your brain that feels that way
2: you know what I mean my whole brain feels like I don't have a backup plan
1: yeah but your, your part of your brain feels like you have a little bit of a cruelty to be like fuck it let's do this you're John McClane yeah I'm all in I'm yeah, all in you're all in, and you, all in and you like other people that are all in I do I do yeah And that's why we enjoy each other.
2: You know, it bums me out. But don't you get – I bet you get this. Don't you have people that don't live in in L.A. or New York that are like, what do I do? I'm like, move to L.A. or New York. Right. I don't know. Well, then I don't want to talk to you because if you're not going to go all out, like why would I waste my time? I
1: was just thinking about this today. I've ended friendships because I need to be around people that are like have their shit together to a certain extent. Yeah and uh and uh like are all in like yeah. i need i need to be inspired by the people that are around yeah. me and if you're the kind of person that like will like you know be at a party and just casually take a handful of miscellaneous weird pills and stuff and or whatever you know like i can't be with people that are just like drugged up and off the path and just confused and mm-hmm. and weird and stupid and not killing it you can kind of, If you're killing it, you can kind of do whatever you want if that works for you. But i I I've realized I, the way that I'm a bigot, maybe, uh-huh. is that I need, to, I need to be around people that inspire me. Is that big yeah. I don't know.
2: Although, you know, I am also friends with people and may, might not be killing it in ways we can, you know, quantify. Like, they're not on a show or writing for a show or doing, right. you know. But I, all I care is, like, are you working as hard as you can be working for yeah. this? And if you are, cool, you're in. You
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I agree um, with that. I agree all. with that. Yeah, I, That's a good place to end. I bet Alison Rosen is downstairs freaking out. Oh, you did! Oh, thanks, Katie.
2: This has really been a pleasure.
1: You're a pleasure.
2: Oh, uh, you're. I can't a believe pleasure. how much we have in common. I know it's crazy, dude. It's really weird. What? And we live so close to each other. I know. We should be hanging well, out let's more. Let's hang often. out.
1: Let's hang out more. I'd, I'd right. love to see how we talk if we're liquored up.
2: Oh, baby! <laughs> <laughs> well, or yoga come by up. my house at one in the morning. Nine <laughs> I, love, I
1: love. non-racist skinheads.
2: Yeah, they're they're serious about their Are sharp they, thing. I like wish youth. they were
1: straight edge. That would be more fun. That would be.
2: I don't know. Would be more or less fun. But Probably
1: be less fun. Staunchly non racist. Uh, the the show ends with the guest. Oh, let's. Uh, I told you I do this. Steve Jobs, Gordon, Hawaii, pregnant is written and circled. Dumb. I don't remember what dumb sure. was. Ensemble. I wanted to talk to you about working an ensemble. Who cares? Slap. Uh, there's your thing. Small school. Who cares? Music art <laughs> fulfilled. Who cares? We did it. Would you end by? We asked the guests to say keep it crispy. It just means you know, like you know, live your life. <laughs> listen to some Sam. <laughs> listen to some Sam Cook on the way to work and roll down the windows in a park. That's keep keeping it, c- it crispy. Okay. Keep it crispy.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah! All right. Love it. Great. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Good to see
2: you, man.
0: Now leaving Nerdist.com.